Welcome to Free Fall RC Podcast. Welcome to another episode of Free Fall RC Podcast. I'm Steve, and here with me is Kevin. Hey, guys. We got Andy. Hey, now. And Ian. Hey, what's up, guys? All right, we got the whole crew. This is episode 344, View Series Volume 13, Goose Sky S2 Legend. All nice. right. Yeah, this is going to be a fun one. Um, before we get into that, let's uh, check in with everyone's week. So who would like to go first? Uh, I can go first. Um, Do it. I, I worked like crazy. Uh, I was on Discord. And uh, it, there was quite a few people who showed up on uh, Discord. We didn't stay up too terribly late. But uh, hey, Scott, if you're listening to this episode, we have Discord on Fridays. Um, he did, Scott Graham did show up to the Discord and like, he keeps like forgetting that, oh, we have Discord Friday. So that's what that was for. Um, how did he show up then? If he forgets about it, he he forgot about it. Yeah. He remembered. (laughs) Oh, um, but I, I had Monday off and because it was like my only day off within like a, a two week stretch. I kind of had a, a few plans to do, but otherwise, I was just going to pretty much like lounge the entire day. Yeah, I came home after like taking the kids to school and just passed clean the hell out. Totally what I needed. Um, didn't get anything done, didn't do any flying, didn't do any wrenching. So, and here we are. I'm glad you took a day <laughs> off and rested. You looked like you were going to yeah. pass out, knock yourself out on the <laughs> computer screen last week. Uh, Sounded yeah, like I, it too. I was exhausted. <laughs> you needed a day off. Yeah, I, I need a vacation. But mm-hmm. it just so happens that um, October, the weekend of October fifteenth, there's a fun fly uh, in Atlantic, Iowa. I'm gonna go to. Yeah, oh, that's, nice. That's gonna be my four four day off kind of thing. It's like I just happen to be off that thursday and i just put in pto time for uh friday saturday sunday so yeah oh, cool taking cool, a four-day weekend break some shit kick it with some guys be awesome try not nice. to go and wrench and work the entire time just yeah go Everything. and relax don't don't work so hard while you're there exactly so that's the game plan so next week i get to order some parts get the drake back up in the air um, yeah, I, I've still got a fair deal of wrenching to do. I haven't even touched the the 580 yet, so I, I'm still not even sure what's going on with that thing. But the carb is definitely the first suspect. <clears throat> All right. Yeah. What about you, Andy? What you been up to? Well, I've done a bunch of stuff. I have been flying the 420. Most days, getting three to six flights on that. I flew the Oxy 5 a couple times on Sunday, I think it was. And it was not flying good. It was wobbling and bobbling all over the place. (laughs) 
Uh-huh. I haven't flown it in probably two years, and I think it needs some tuning. Uh, yeah. So I just put it back on the shelf, and it'll. I'll check it again in another couple of years. Maybe it. <laughs> fi- maybe it'll fix itself. Yeah, I can't see. There's nothing wrong with it physically, but it it wasn't flying that great compared to the stuff I've been flying lately. So I think it was just a tuning issue. I probably never really fully tuned it properly but i ripped around with it for a few minutes did two packs and i've been packing up the specter v2 for kevin i am missing a couple things that (laughs) i'm pretty sure tima threw away or or at least i'm gonna blame her damn it tima yeah i'm gonna tell her kevin is very disappointed no, I've got everything, and I took my electronics out. I put, like, the motor mount and the ESC mount that I had off. I dry-assembled those back together, put them in bags, so it'll be very easy to reassemble. But then I got to looking around. I couldn't find the damn blade bolts. So the bolt, the nut for the main blades and the tail blades, and I think this model comes with spacers like one millimeter or two millimeter shims. I don't know. I got to figure out what it's supposed to come with. Cause I'm sure all that stuff was in the original bag that I never opened. And I don't know if it fell in the trash or it got put in with some stuff that went somewhere else, but I have looked through everything I possibly can and I can't find the damn bolts. So I'm going to have to find, figure out what I need and order it, ship it to you, Kevin. Is there any discount involved now that you can't find shit? No, because I'm going to replace it. Brand oh, new okay. stuff. Yeah, he's replacing it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll, I'll I'll knock off what they cost and not ship them to you if you'd rather me do oh, that. Oh, you could always do that, dude. <laughs> you don't have to. He's going to be no, out. You don't at, have to do any of that. Kind he's going to be at so Kev- looking for a <laughs> Yeah, bowl. right. I can't finish this. Uh-huh. But no, everything... Um, Everything's good on it. Uh, I'm pretty sure I'm going to be able to fit it back in its original box. So that'll be kind of cool. Yeah, I told you, dude, you don't even have to worry about those. I'm probably going to be ordering stuff anyway, like a crash kit and shit. I'm not going to ship you a Haley with no blade bolts. That'd be ridiculous. I know. I know. You're just, you're a gentleman and partly a scholar. I'm neither of those things, but thank you. That was nice. Yeah. Partly. Right. He had his fingers crossed, Steve. We said that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I've been, as I'd said before, I've been doing some different stuff with the 420, kind of getting a feel for it, testing out some different batteries and different head speeds. I like to know the ranges and stuff. When If I'm going to do a review, I want to fly it high head speed, low head speed, and everywhere in between, see if it has any bad tendencies or anything like that. So I've been flying the 420 at 2400 a bunch, you know, a couple oh, days no. of it. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of on the lower side. I've flown it all the way down to 22, which is, it flies, but you better not be doing anything too crazy because there's, there's nothing be left. Yeah, yeah. 24 is okay. Like you can do 3D, but the the stops are are mushy and it's blade stall anytime you 
like punch anything. You know what I mean? Yeah, twenty five, twenty five fifty. But, I find. But but nonetheless, I've been flying around a bunch at twenty four, and I was like, okay, I've kind of got that figured out. So let's bump it up to twenty six. So I was ripping around at twenty six. I'm like, son of a bitch, this thing's fast. And mm-hmm. I do realize that everybody's flying these on like 3,000, 3,200 or whatever. But when you got, when I got accustomed and used to 24 and tuned for 24 with the pitch and the pitch pump and all that kind of stuff at 26, it was, I, it felt really fast to me. Not like off center type cyclic fast, just quick, like on the pitch, like punch the pitch. Yeah, <laughs> like full stick pitch like I was doing at 2400 like to do a stop and then go the other way at 26 I was like holy shit it's way too fast yeah Damn. so and I'd gotten comfortable with it so I'm ripping around just doing dumb stuff I get bored and start doing just moving sticks around like an idiot well <laughs> <laughs> I was doing this like um like half flip, but more like a half rainbow, but then going different directions each time and traveling across the field, like left to right. Um, but I don't even remember exactly what I was doing. But nonetheless, at one point, I was supposed to go up or down, and I went the opposite way. And I don't, I can't Oops. tell you which way I went wrong. I just know I went the wrong way and just- smacked that some bitch straight into the ground. Uh, Damn. Uh, luckily, I did hit the beans. I hit like right at the edge of the beans in the back uh, of my yard. So I didn't even have to walk in the beans. I just reached in the beans and caught <laughs> nice. it. Nice. But it, it, I did get throttle hold, but it did thump pretty good. I was like, oh man, I probably broke a bunch of crap. So I went over there and the blades are folded back. I'm like, well, the blades didn't hit the boom. Wait, the blades aren't broke. That's always a really good sign. When wow. Well, that's weird. I thought, sure, the blades would be broke. Yeah. Well, okay, I start looking. Okay, the, the elevator servo horn is stripped out. Okay. Everything kind of looks okay. The tail blades didn't break. Then I noticed the boom is bent up at maybe 10 degrees from normal. I was like, well, that... Doesn't look good, but that's actually not terrible. I could probably straighten that back out, like take the boom out, put it in a um, a hole, like a bl- drill a hole in a block of wood and stick it in there and kind of tweak it back down. Yeah, so or like, take like a like a socket in, and drive it through. Yeah, put something in, but in the middle of it and bend it down. So, like, huh, it's actually not that bad. So I was like, hmm. I wonder what else is bent. I'm, I'm sure the spindle's bent or maybe the main shaft. It's kind of hard to tell. Uh, this model doesn't have the the top of the head block is not solid. And it doesn't have any kind of hole or machining or anything as a reference for when the main shaft's straight. Just looking at the shaft. So, hmm. So, I pushed the elevator servo back down in the correct position which didn't take a ton of force, but, it, you know, I had to push it with my thumb. So, hmm, I should spool it up a little bit. Just see what else is bent. <laughs> Stripped horn. <laughs> yeah. So I, I set it over there, and I I click out a throttle hole, and I spool it up about 
halfway and then I click back out. It's all wibble wobbling around, you know, dancing around on the, the skids because the blades, okay. I guess, weren't perfect straightened sure. out. Like, mm, let me do that again. So I bring it full, full head speed. It smooths out. I'm like, okay. I bring it up into a hover. I'm like, actually, it seems pretty smooth. I don't detect anything too weird. I brought it on up a little bit. I could see the blade tracking. I'm like, the blade tracking looks okay. Hell, I think it's okay. So I throttle hold, landed. I think the only thing I damaged is the stripped out servo horn, which is a plastic strippable servo horn. And I bent the boom a little bit. There's, there's no real scratches or dents or anything on the boom. The tail fins fine. The blades are fine. I mean, maybe the tail shaft could have got tweaked. I don't know. It wasn't doing anything weird. So maybe I got lucky. <laughs> I don't know. I think so. Yeah. It sounds like it. So I'm gonna awesome. re- I'll replace that servo horn and tweak that boom pack down. But I have I have some some booms. I ordered a couple booms and a couple the pitch arms. I really thought the pitch arm would have broke or or done something if it stripped the servo horn. But yeah. the blade I mean the the little test hover I did, the blade tracking was okay, so maybe they're okay. Which kind of surprised me. So I thought enough, awesome. enough force to strip the servo horn would have sure broke those little plastic pitch arms. Yeah, I was just going to say, aren't those sacrificial? Yeah. Which is funny because I broke the pitch arm, but all my servo horns are fine. Yeah. Hmm. I don't know. Yeah. I'm, I'm really surprised that I hit the ground hard enough to thump. Of course, the beans did take some of the impact, and I did get throttle hold like right as it was hitting the ground. So maybe I lucked out. I'm really surprised the blades didn't break, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. So I ordered a set of blades and ordered, you know, a couple parts. Um, so yeah, got to do a little durability testing for the review. So that was good, I guess. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So pretty busy week for me, I guess. Well, busy ish. You did a lot of flying. Yeah. That's good. Uh, what about you, Steve? Uh, so yeah, uh, I wasn't on last week. Uh, I was away for work, so sorry about that, guys. Um, but during that time, I did get a chance to, um, go flying. So I actually met up with, uh, Old Man 3D Phil and also, uh, Chris Diamante. Nice. And I flew up, uh, at their little Green Acres airport, um, about the airway, and it was just like a couple hours at night. I think it was a, a Monday night, and kind of met up and just did a bunch of flying. So it was kind of cool. Um, you know, brought a spotlight and did a little bit of spotlight flying for Chris. So that was fun. But uh, let's see. Beyond that, um, yeah, that work trip, uh, I ended up getting that work trip. Um, it's supposed to be for the whole week, and I got the job done in three days. Uh, so basically, <laughs> so I got it done in three days. Well, technically I got it done two days. The third day was just <laughs> me just working out of that office, making sure that everything was good. And then, uh, Thursday I took, uh, as my travel day and I drove back. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason I'm mentioning this is the change in my work schedule is because normally I was going to miss my, um, 
my club's fun fly that I was <laughs> supposed to manage, but oh, you know, right. work, work comes first. So, so uh, at first, you know, I was like, oh, I'm not gonna be able to make it. But then, obviously, getting the work done early, I was able to make it. So I'll kind of fast forward to the Saturday or this past Saturday, and um, yeah, I had a club fly in. Uh, I flew a plane. Yeah, I flew. I flew uh, more than once. Nice. Um, and even in a, it, it did crash. Well, it had a midair. So I did a, I did a streamer combat with it and mm-hmm. I flew my flex innovation, uh, extra QQ, whatever that, right. you know, mm-hmm. it's a nice plane. It flew great. <laughs> um, it flew fantastic actually. Uh, once I got it trimmed out and it was flying, it was good. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to put in a streamer combat because that's the only plane I have. And Sure. And it was hard. I mean, Kevin, you remember the flight test days when we do combat at Flight Fest? It's like, yeah. there's just so much in there. Like, you cannot but hit someone, right? Right. But when, you, when you're trying to fly with, like, five pilots trying to hit, and, you know, we have a big field. Like, you know, we try to keep it close, but it's, it's we have a big field. A lot of airspace. So Yeah, because you're trying to keep your eyes on your own and trying to keep after somebody and, else. It's, and spot it's, another, yeah, right? Yeah. Very yeah. difficult. Not easy. Very difficult, but um, me and um, one of our listeners now, I don't I don't remember how to say his last name. His first name is Dan and his son. Um, they're club members at, at my same club. And his son was flying um, some like EPP or EPO foam, like profile kind of, you know, STO, like a uh, stole type of plane. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, yeah. He, like, I was kind of flying across the sky, and I saw him coming up, and I just held my thing. I was like, okay, we're going to hit. And, I, and we both, like, collided. He, um, he, like, hit the right behind the nose cone, I guess. Not nose cone, but, like, the the cow of the plane. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just, it's a slice right, like, mm-hmm. it was, like, the throat, like, of the plane. Just <laughs> sliced right across. Um, you know, ESC just, like, hanging there, dangling in there. Um <laughs> My plane broke a prop, but I chopped like the first quarter of his plane off. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, but he still had control. So he ended up flo- floating down, and, but he had no power of his motor, you know, as he was chopped off the front. Um, so he came down and, and landed. Um, and we were basically the last three. There's one other guy up. Um, so I landed because my battery died. <laughs> I just kept on flying into him. It just had nothing. Oh, so you kept flying after the the heat. Yes, okay. after the midair. So okay. I I survived. So I actually came up second place in the competition. Right, and then um, because my battery died, I, I had to land. And and you know Roger uh, won with a with a weird foamy plane. Like it's like a, a tractor style, but it's like what's that blue FO plane you have, Kevin? It's very similar to that plane. Yeah, it's like a Delta. Yeah, um, like a Delta with the motor on the top. Kind of deal. So it's like a seaplane mm-hmm. looking thing. Oh, okay. You know, you can skim it on the ground, on the grass, and take off and stuff. Yeah. yeah. But, um, yeah, uh, that plane was actually, uh, Roger was the only one that actually cut any streamers. So we had one streamer cut, which he won first place because he lasted the longest and actually cut a streamer. Yeah. Um, and then I came in second because I, I lasted second, you know. Oh, he um, cut a streamer with that plane? Yeah. Which, wow. which is funny because he cut the streamer at a kid that I cut his plane with or we collided with. So, so it was like the top three were just battling out, basically. Damn. <laughs> so, yeah, so that was fun. It was uh, it was good, and the, and the plane flew fine. 
Um, I didn't notice that it had a broken prop. I thought like the noise it was making was from something else, like you know the cow being broken. But I flew it like two more times with the broken prop, and it flew fine. <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> you know, just a you know every time you yeah. throttle. But yeah. like I don't know, it, it was like it flew fine. So I have fun with that. Um, well, so I actually got like four, uh, like five flights on that airplane. All right, <laughs> nice. It's good to hear uh, the the story because when you had the picture of the the broke cow and stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I was like, yeah. how the hell did he crash that? That's the best made yeah. flying plane there's yeah, ever yeah. been. How did he crash and break <laughs> it already? I thought the same thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, that plane, it really is nice. Like it holds a nice knife edge and everything. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it's a great solid. little plane. I mean, I love them. Yeah. It's solid. Yep. And to the point where I'm like, okay, um, you know, I'll try to fix what it's, you know, it's not bad. I'll fix it up. Put some pieces of foam. They sell parts too. If you need to like buy the cow or something, I don't, I don't know if the cow's separate. I think it's the fuselage. It's one piece, like, or two pieces. I thought you could buy just the cow. I'll see if I could probably glue it together though. Honestly. Yeah. It's only a little, you know, piece. Mm. I'll just glue a piece over it and call it done. When you order props, get a couple. Yeah, yeah, and I also have to order um, the bottom flap, the magnetic door for where mm-hmm. your servo arm, your servos, and your Aurora or your. Yeah, I have a mini. Might want to tape it. that on. I think I taped mine just so I'm gonna I can't lose it. Buy another one and tape it yeah. on because it flew somewhere out in the yeah, field. I'm not gonna. Right. I'm getting it. Um, all right. Oh, so cool. beyond the plane, I did fly my helicopters, and you know, um, I was me and Tony were the only helicopter pilots, so it was basically you know. Every time I flew, it was like a show for the plankers. <laughs> uh, but it was cool. I flew the, uh, I, I had, all the helicopters brought flew fine. Um, I brought the Gooski, which we'll talk about, um, the review on this show. But uh, I also brought my Raw 580 that I recently fixed and the Puma. Nice. Um, yeah, so 580 was good. Um, uh, you know. I don't know. I fix these helicopters and like I have so many things on the table that I kind of forget like you know one or two things. You know, I mean everything was on and working fine, but I took off and the blade track is like, like oh shit, blade tracking. <laughs> <laughs> Didn't do that one. <laughs> so uh, landed that and kind of got the blade tracking and then I flew the shit out of it. It, it flew great. I, I really like the Raw 580. You know, it's a really good size heli. Nice. Uh, um, and then the Puma, you know, I, I flew the crap out of that. Um, I've been trying to do a lot of big air stuff with that. You know, it's just like a really good helicopter for big air running like a, a 1500 head speed and just doing big loops and combination loops and S's in the sky and stuff and drawing weird patterns and trying to do stuff. So been having fun with that a lot. Um, you know, overall, it was a great day flying. Uh, the weather, you couldn't ask for better weather. It was like, I don't know, 85, 90, sunny. Um, very low wind, but it had a nice breeze, uh, you know, coming down the flight line, like, you know, from one way to the other. So it was great for the airplanes. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and flying for helicopters. So yeah, it was, it was a great day flying. Let's see. Uh, beyond that, I did buy some stuff. So, you know, I crashed my 420 a couple of weeks ago. So I needed to get parts for that. So I ordered parts. And I think I kind of talked about it on the previous show that I was on. Then I was like, oh, I got my parts list order on. And then I'm like, oh, I got this 580, you know, raw nitro in the cart. Um, so like later, not that day, but later that week, I did pull the trigger on that. So I ordered a lot of parts I needed for the 420, except for a spindle. I did bend a spindle, but um, I didn't order a spindle. Fail. 
Um, but I'll, I'll just order one from BK and get that going. Um, it's not that bad. I could spin the spindle and it's like, well, it's just like a very hair. I'll probably fly it until I get mm-hmm. a new one. Um, beyond that, I got, yeah, so I bought another airframe. So I got a 580 Nitro Raw coming, or actually it came already, it came yesterday um, with those parts. And I got a, a couple batteries to test as well for the 420. I know Andy and I have been kind of talking about uh, possibly running 5S on this. So mm-hmm. so um, I bought a really heavy 5S Maniacs battery. And I bought uh, two other batteries, uh, you know, that I'm going to test, you know, just to test out. And and I'm going to have to make this battery. So it's not really a, you know. It'll be an off-brand battery I'm going to be trying, but I'm going to try it because I want to see if it works. If it does work, I'm going to make the recommendation maybe for Maniacs to see if they can start making this battery, if it works, if it works out well. So we'll see. But um, yeah, um, beyond that, I also ordered something else, but this was something I ordered like, I don't know, maybe two months ago, and I kind of totally forgot about it until more recently. But I um, I wanted a new skin for my V-Control. Um for my V-Control Touch. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I've been talking to John, John Deo, uh, Mad Panda about it, you know, back when we were doing the uh, the logo redesign and stuff that I'd also be interested in a transmitter wrap. And so, yeah, the last couple of weeks, uh, kind of going back and forth with John and, um, yeah, pretty much finalized the plan or design, I guess. And, yeah, it's all paid and just waiting for the print. And shipment on it. So I should be hopefully getting a new V control wrap um soon. So that should be nice. Nice. Cool, man. Yeah. And then um wrenching wise, I since I got those four twenty parts in, I started tearing the four twenty down and hence realizing that spindle is also bent today. Um nothing else is bent. I did go over the rest of the helicopter, everything else is fine. So really that's the only thing I need. Um but yeah, I'll have it ready for remade in this weekend. I am going to try, I am um, building up, so how am I going to say it? So I have an LG, I have a, a YG LV um, T65 amp ESC in it. And, you know, on the really hot days and when I'm like kind of not on the high end of the high head speed, I can pretty much, you know, um, overcurrent that ESC. So, um with the 5S, I'm going to test some stuff, but I also want to be able to swap the ESCs back and forth for my testing. So, um, I, you know, I got a 95 YG 95 LVT. I think it's an LVT, yeah. And um, I'm going to wire it all up so that way I can do kind of like really quick and easy swap it out. Um, the ESC tray is only a couple of bolts, and you can kind of just pivot it out um, and get to it. So, I'm going to try to do it. You know, have the bullets already, have the battery connector. Um, already on there um so i can just kind of mount that up and and swap them back and forth but i need to to test this stuff out a little bit um so so yeah uh that's some wrenching and stuff i'm gonna do with the 420 and that's really i think all i've done oh the gooski uh flew the shit out of that that cup flying um i also crashed the shit out of it and broke the boom um so that needs to get on the wrench uh, on the bench soon to get fixed i couldn't fly it you know my backyard so uh yeah, but that's it for me, I guess. Yeah, that's a lot. All right, Damn. Kevin, what you got? Well, I flew on Sunday, which was pretty cool. I met Steve Shaw, 
who brought me pictures of things that he has partially <laughs> no no yeah, he showed, <laughs> no he did no he wrote he pictures in, and and he i said so what are you flying today you got anything to fly and he's like well you know he starts doing the dance and then he pulls out his phone and he's showing me pictures and i'm like okay he's just been going through a lot of stuff and uh i guess you know putting stuff throwing stuff out or whatever but dude he showed me like you know how you go to uh urcha and they have the the old hobby shop from like the 40s mm-hmm. it's like he was showing <laughs> me pictures and i was like this is shit from like the 60s and 70s that's like still new in the box man mm. like holy shit oh, boys. wow i know a guy that's got freaking hundred balsa kits new in the box from 30 40 yeah. years ago yeah, I went to a guy's house to buy four planes, and he had a whole, like, his whole bedroom was, like, floor to ceiling. I can't imagine that stuff, wood's man. any good. It's probably just powder by now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So I brought the Oxy-5 and the Mamba-10 because I was busy. I set up a 3D printer this weekend. I was doing some other shit and just uh, around the house. And just had, I had, a, like, a laundry list of stuff that I personally wanted to get done, so... I was like, yeah, let me shoot out to the field. The weather's been, the weather's been, it has not been sunny South Florida. It's been everyday rainy South Florida, mm. literally for like a month, ever since I got back from Jersey. Aha, uh-huh. you brought the rain back. And yeah. <laughs> so I'm really pissed because I, I want to take the bike to work. But like when I get up in the morning and I see rain at five o'clock, I don't, I don't want to take the bike to work. But anyways, getting back to flying, man, I flew, like I said, I flew the Oxy 5 some, a few times, man. Had some good flights with that. Nothing crazy, nothing, you know, just doing a lot of stuff lower and just getting, I don't know, just getting comfortable with being lower to the ground. Some of the stuff I still do up high, the stuff I'm still working on, but I'm in, I'm enjoying my, my flights with these helicopters. And uh, I brought out the, the Mamba that I have, the Mamba 10, and flew that a couple of times. Just kind of flying that and getting some expo set up in that the way i like it and uh there was a there's still drama at the field because oh good lord one of the guys one of the guys that was i don't know the quote-unquote disciples of the guy that got kicked out he was there and i was like when i pulled in i'm like hmm well he's here you know like mm. <laughs> maybe maybe he just didn't like the other field or i think there's too many mosquitoes in the other field is what i overheard him saying but literally he talked to the president for an hour straight and the conversation went in a circle for the entire hour talking about how he he didn't threaten anybody it was blustering and it just was a circular conversation well there's nothing i can do about it now because he's already out of the club and the club bylaws don't have anything to bring anybody back in the club once they've been kicked out Mm -hmm. so we have to change that first like that's where they're at like that's it in a nutshell but wow he went on and on and on and and i kept my mouth shut but i said to steve i was like well he threatened the guy's property blah blah blah. that was the whole reason why you know no, he threatened he got, the guy's pet he threatened his pet that's but yeah worse than property honestly well that's yeah. considered property in florida there I, was I know it was is but was, somebody yeah, thre- I know threatened your dog yeah. you'd be more upset when whether they threatened your car or something yeah, I guess. yeah, absolutely. I don't know. I don't like pets, but I can sympathize with. But the club pet. rules, the club rules does state, you know, you can't 
you can't threaten somebody else's property. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. You know, or anything like that, or be it in a threatening manner or whatever. And it, he's literally threatened to to smash my shit if I hit one of the birds that was there to one day. And I said to Steve, he's threatened me. He's threatened you. That threatened to do do shit. Well, whatever. It's done. There's <laughs> nothing that can be done. If they want to rewrite the bylaws, they can do that. But dude, the drama is unbelievable. And the whole time I'm thinking, we're flying plane toy planes here like it's yeah, not it's ridiculous like we're trying to cross like north and south korea and get them to come <laughs> together it's like freaking flying planes bro on the weekend and you know thank god for the people that we do have at the field because you know we've all been in hobby long enough where we've seen you know what can happen if fields kind of like die out we don't want any field to die out and uh-huh. you know how hard it is sometimes to get members to get together to actually participate in anything that's happening at the field like if it's labor related and we have a fantastic president and i don't blow smoke up his ass but the club wouldn't be there if he wasn't there he literally i i got his whole story like he was at this other club and he got treated by the club members the way that this one guy was treated and he basically said at one of the next meetings he's like listen i don't need that guy telling me to go F myself, blah, blah, blah. So they had a vote on it and they said, well, basically he really didn't do anything wrong, you know? And his point was, you know, it's not a gentleman's club, but you know, we're, we're here. It's a family, you know, hobby. And, and, and I don't need that guy, you know, talking to me the way he did. So he didn't piss and moan about it for months or anything or try and get things. He, he left that club and he started the club that's now at Port St. Lucie where I fly now. Like he's, I didn't know that he, Got pissed at that one. So, dude, he literally turned a bad thing that happened to him into a fantastic thing for everybody else. Like, and now that's mm-hmm. why his he's so passionate and enthusiastic about the club we're at now. And nice. uh, and it shows in the landscaping what they do. Like, he goes to the town. Like, this guy's always volunteering his time. And you, and even when Steve and I were at Polda, you know, you need guys like that. Mike mm-hmm. D was a great representative and a great president because he would put together. Like once a month, like events, even though not a lot of people showed up and he kind of like got bummed out after a while for that, dude, he still put it together. We still had a ball when it was like, you know, whatever, the same 20 or of us or whatever. Mm-hmm. Not even at times. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. But the, yeah, so it was, it was just drama at the field, man. And I st- opened up the box that I shipped to myself from New Jersey. Did everything uh, get there? All right. Everything got there okay, and I started putting stuff together, and I went to Home Depot, and I bought a little tube of something, and Jamie Burkholder, it's called, it's a Loctite tube. It says right on it, good for wood foam. It's little. It's like three-inch long tube, and Loctite makes it. And But what is so what's the name of it? It's, it's, it's adhesive. What kind it's of like adhesive? Tube of toothpaste. It's a clear liquid adhesive. It's got a name. You, a liquid adhesive? Or like go get it? I'll go down to the garage and get I it. I want the model number and the name of it. I will go. Not, when, when it's Steve a tube of adhesive that's made by Loctite. Well, what do you think it is? Bought at Home Depot. There's like, go look at the shelf. There's 40 fucking options of them. Yeah. No, dude. There's one section at Home Depot that has adhesives. It's in the Yeah, and section. there's a thousand adhesives in there. But there's not that many Loctite adhesives. And there's not that many. No, that's you're right. There's probably only 25 of those. 
No, there's only like one, and I got it. No, so, they make super don't glue. Don't even too. go there and buy it. They make that. They make yeah, epoxy. They make epoxy. Yeah, that's good for foam. It's got to say foam on it. Foam safe. <laughs> this sounds like a tech tip. <laughs> no, this sounds like yeah. Andy being Andy. The tip is don't listen to Kevin. He don't know what the hell he got. <laughs> oh, my God. I will go to the garage and get it. I'm going. I'm going to look it up. Home Depot. Anyway, it works right. great. Get it if you can. <laughs> if you can find it. He's if typing in it. Google now. Home Depot adhesive. Loctite. Like Loctite. How do you call it? Loctite. Foam. <laughs> Loctite that looks like. <laughs> oh, gosh. Oh, shit. Home. Sound like you had a busy week, Kevin. Mm. Not as hey, busy Andy. as Steve. Screw but. you, Andy. <laughs> no, I'm gonna go get it. By the end of the show, I'm gonna get it and I'll I'll have it. Okay. Right. You watch I'll watch I'll go down there and I can't find it. Yeah. It's got a black cap, it's a red tube. I don't know, is that helping? He's gonna run down there, trip and fall down the stairs and he'll never come back. I'll be yeah. texting you guys. I'm falling, I can't get up. I've fallen. <laughs> I can't get up. Oh my goodness. Is that it? Uh yeah, I got my little tiny um thing together, the little tiny warbird that I used that glue to put back together because nice. I got a little wrecked. And I put the, I had to, shipping the planes, I basically, you know, the wings come off, which is great. But then mm-hmm. you got 290 degree, you know, you got yeah, 90 degree rudder the versus part. The, yeah. So some of the models, I was able to get the, the elevator out uh, on the Shrike, which is, you know, mm-hmm. a cheap model to begin with. It's a great model. It's just, you know, not a removable. I just cut it out and um, basically, you know, use that <laughs> that adhesive to put back together. <laughs> the unnamed it's Loctite toothpaste adhesive. The, the unknown Loctite toothpaste adhesive. Um, <laughs> put it back together and it came out great. That's good. Hopefully, you know, it doesn't say heat activated and when I go to fly. (laughs) (laughs) Shooting out. But, yeah. All right. That's it. Enough of my boy. Jamie, see what you did. Uh Started a whole thing because I'm an idiot. I was a little worried when you started this thing talking about the control surfaces, how they're 90 degrees. I was afraid you were going to say, and a few of the ones I took out were no longer 90 degrees. (laughs) Right. No. No, that's the best way to ship it because then you yeah. can, you know you roll roll a fuselage flat and uh, that kind of thing. Yeah. All right. So, Steve, you ready for this review? Yeah, let's get into it. I want to hear all about this gooski goose guy. So do I. Gooey yeah. sky, whatever it is. I'll tell you Raspberry what I know. Pie? I'll tell you my experiences with it. How high does it go? It goes very high, but it becomes very small. It's got a camera quick. on it? It does not have a camera on it, but you can put one on. How how long can you run it on the battery? How long does the battery last? Well, some folks say it can run up to five minutes, but I think that's bull hockey because I can only get about three, can three I and try a half it? minutes. Can my kid try it? He's really good at you other games. You and your kid can definitely try it. Um, <laughs> I will take no responsibility if your kid hits himself in the head with it. I, I, uh, I, I drove RC cars. Can my kid fly it? 
Does it use uh, gasoline? It does have a self-level mode, so you can possibly true. hand the transmitter over to someone and, you know, they let go of the sticks, it'll kind of hover itself. It'll All right. drift, but... All right, enough screwing around. Tell, All right. Tell That's us your uh, your first thoughts, your kind of initial impressions of when you open the box. Right. Okay, so open the box. Uh, first of all, the box is like... Uh, it's an actual kind of a box. Uh, it's hard to describe. It's like the box it's is box. a box. So, so, so it's you know, it's like the M2, the Level 200. It comes in like a foam box that's okay. like a travel box for it. So it's okay. like a box, but then there's a sleeve that goes over <laughs> it that makes it look all fancy looking instead of being this foam box. That okay. You get. So you take this nice sleeve off um, with the specs on it and the model of pictures and stuff, and you open this foam box. And the foam box has this nice gooseki or goose guy uh, plaque on it. You know, it's nice. It's a nice travel box. It's been holding up. It hasn't fallen apart okay. like my M2 box or local 200 boxes I have. So it's nice. Oh, um, okay, cool. I really like those oh, foam boxes where everything fits I do too. in for travel. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it yeah. has places for batteries, for mm-hmm. tools, extra parts. I love that. Yeah. Um, all right, so look at the helicopter. It, the fit and finish looks looks really good. You know, it's... It's definitely um, hobby grade, but it's also definitely, you know, um, has a plastic canopy and things like that, which kind of make you feel a little bit toyish. Um, talking about the canopy, though, it is a plastic canopy over a, a like a fiberglass canopy, like the local 200 or even a, a just, I guess, kind of a Plexi or Lexan type of canopy that you get with the M2s. Yeah. Um, this is more of like an ABS type canopy. Like it's rigid. Um, there's structure to it. And so it mounts not, in, in several ter- different places, okay. and it's solid. It's not squishy. It's, it's not super flimsy and paper no, thin. No. Okay. No. So the way I, I actually look at it, it's it adds to me. It seems like it adds a lot of rigidity to the model. Like, mm-hmm. um, you know, just looking at it, inspecting it, feeling it. You know, the battery flap. It has a little push button release, and then that battery flap and. Pretty much just pivots down about 45, 50 degrees where you can slide in and out of battery. Okay. Um, the battery fitment, um, there's, it's a pressure fit. There's no, um, battery tray like the M2 or Logo 200. There's no strap system or anything that you, you know, to keep the battery in. Basically, you slide the battery in, plug it in, and you close the mouth and it clicks closed. Um, and that's your battery, uh, tray, I guess, or fitment, you know system to keep the battery in place. Yeah. Um, the thing I don't like about that is that, uh, or I, I think it's a, could be an issue with the battery fitment is that I, it came with two batteries, um, in the kit that I got. And I also bought a spare battery, the spare battery I bought. It's the same 750 milliamp battery, but it's size different than the two that I have in the kit. Okay. So same one brand? battery, very same brand, Gooski okay. S2, you know, 750 milliamp, same CC, uh, um, mm-hmm. you know, C rating and everything, like same battery, but for some reason this battery fits in a little bit different, and I'm, I don't know why it's looser okay. than the other two. So you have to be really uh, careful buying third party batteries, and you have to third parties, yeah. Mm-hmm. Or what if the when the battery puffs a little bit over time, mm-hmm. it's going to be right. tighter. Okay. Right, that too. So the the third battery I have being loose is fine, you know, because over time it will puff. You know, yeah. I will puff that battery. I'll get a little bit, you know, sw- oh, swelling will happen. But 
the other two batteries fit very well. What happens when they start to right. puff and swell, right? Then right? you're pushing on the frame, uh, frame sides. Um, the overall helicopter is nicely built. It's all aluminum, all carbon fiber. Uh, there are some plastic pieces, like your landing gear is plastic. The canopy, obviously, is plastic. Some mounting pieces are plastic. But all your spinny bits are metal um, yeah. and carbon fiber, right? Your frames, metal. I mean, carbon fiber. Your mounting pieces are all metal. So it's it's a nice kit. It's a nice helicopter. It's it's great for the price. It's three sixty nine. It's the price for it, uh, or three hundred sixty dollars, and um, it comes with the two batteries and and like one or two spare parts. Okay. Um, the version that I got was the Heli Direct's kind of like promotional version, and it did come with an extra set of uh, main blades, um, two spindles, and two main shafts. Oh, okay. So, so that's nice that it came with all those uh, extra bits. Mm-hmm. Um, got to give a huge shout out to Sean Hall. Um, he got he's the one who's actually got this helicopter for me and got mm-hmm. this helicopter out to me for me to test. So, appreciate uh, everything that Sean Hall and Heli Direct has done. So, nice. big shout cool. out to them. Um, all right. So let's see here. One of the things that um, initial things trying to get this thing set up was uh, getting it binded to my radio. So, uh, the Flybrows unit has an FHSS built-in receiver in it, mm-hmm. and since I have a Futaba T69Z, which is Futaba and FHSS compatible, I figured, you know, why not just bind into that instead of trying to put a Spectrum receiver and bind right. it to my yeah, no, spectrum. absolutely. So, so, um, so with the you know with the canopy still on, I was able to hit the bind button. Um, it's kind of in there and you kind of have to like fish for it. So it's kind of a pain in the ass to do it with the canopy on. Yeah. So I, I would probably recommend folks to do it with the canopy off. Um, but that comes with a bunch of other pain in the ass things too. So I'll kind of talk about that is it, later. Is it, it's screwed on, right? Man, it was screws. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the canopy is fixed. Like, um, so that would, so very similar to like a raw, yeah. right? Like you have your fixed canopy and you have your battery hatch. That would add a lot of strength to the model overall though. Yeah. I, yeah. I wasn't, when you said that, I wasn't really thinking, but if it's bolted to it, then yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the canopy is bolted. So the top canopy is bolted with two 1.5 mil bolts and four tiny screws. And they're such a pain in the ass. They're tiny. Yeah coarse threaded screws and they're tiny mm. like they're you know four millimeters long and three millimeters long and only about two millimeters wide and they're tiny like double o you know phillips yeah um, head on it and there's four screws of those in the front and i already lost one on the first time i tried to take the canopy <laughs> off so i only had three screws uh, on the front and then the back ones are just you know standard you know uh probably four millimeter by 1.5 or m2 by uh four millimeter screws so so, you know, those are fine and those you can just, you know, whatever. There's mm-hmm. plenty of those around. Um, so I was able to get it binded. I was able to get the Futaba radio set up. Um, How many Heli days Direct, did that take? It only took one day because, or one hour because Heli Direct had, um, it was for a, an S18 or S18IZ yeah. or XZ or something, like another Futaba radio. But I was able to take those settings and put them on the 1690. Right. So, I was just joking, was but I figured it might have took a couple weeks to get that Futaba transmitter figured out. No, so the setup of that was pretty easy because I had a, a working diagram. Yeah. Even though even though the screenshots were all in Chinese, 
I was able to finagle my way. <laughs> yes, because it's all just pictures of the different menus. Right. And I was able to match up the menus by the picture and not by words. So right, that's, that's cool. why it took me an hour instead of 10 minutes. Yeah. Um, the other thing was I didn't know how to bind a Futaba radio. Right. Like, I don't know Spectrum how to do is, that either. <laughs> I'm like, Spectrum is easy. Spectrum yeah. is like, you go to your system setup, you go to bind, you turn on the radio with the bind plugin, you know, or your heli with the bind plug, and you hit the bind button. And do 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 binds up. V control. You turn it on, it waits until it gets to bind mode, then you turn on your radio and you go to bind, and boom, there it is. You mm-hmm. bind it. I don't know how to bind Futaba. It bind. I don't know how I bind it. I don't know how it worked. I, I was hitting the button constantly, trying to push the same thing, and I was like booting up the thing, and I was like, is it boot up? Do I boot it up while it's booting up? I don't know. And I just, one of the sequences I did, it just worked. And after that, I, I never looked back, but don't ask me how I bind it. I, I don't know how it got bind. It just, I just, I was hitting the bind button and powered it up. I knew it, it had to do something with that, and, but there's no like menu for bind. There's no telling the radio to bind. Like, ah. Uh, Gosh, why do it? Why do anyone <laughs> fly Futaba? Seriously, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, after V control, I'm sorry, I I'm not sponsored by either one of these companies or any of these companies when it comes to radio. <sighs> I don't know about Futaba. <sighs> so it it comes from you got the mechanical part down, you got the flying down, you got the programming down. Now it's kind of commonplace. You need some other kind of roadblocks. So yeah. <laughs> right. To, right. To Futaba, learn right. something There's new. Right. Yeah. It's a new nitro. Uh, uh, so anyways, I was able to get it set up. I had this weird thing happen in bank in normal mode. So it's like a following instructions. You have a bank one, which is normal mode. And you have your bank um, idle up one and idle up two. I set up the transmitter exactly how they had it set up. I set the rates, the dual dual rates, I was everything. I just set up the way they, they had it in instructions. I didn't want to think twice about it. Um, bank one, normal mode. I mean, who flies in that? Um, I don't even spool up in that. I go right to bank two. Uh, bank two, it's a medium head speed. It's it's perfectly fine. It felt good. Um, I purposely only fly in bank two. Um, I'll talk about bank three. Uh, bank three is uh it's it's way too snappy and fast like it's you know like that collective is like an on off button for me um it's just too much mm-hmm. uh way too fast uh i want to see how it was you know in the backyard is way too fast no. this is this is all the maiden <laughs> okay so, so this, this is did, all the maiden you did have yeah. a successful maiden flight yeah yep i took off um, went to bank two and hovered and, and it, you know, it was successful. Um, flipped it around, kind of did my normal little kind of like pitch pumps, feel how the tail is, you know, and everything like that. And you, um, and then I went, and I went to bank three and then that's when I scared myself and, and I was <laughs> almost crashed into a tree, but I, I saved it. I was good. So, um, it lasted a whole 10 seconds in bank three before I was like, no, 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 bank two. <laughs> but you did have a successful mate. You didn't crash it on the maiden. No, I didn't crash it on the oh, main. That's, I'm impressed. So, yeah, so when I, I did think, you crash it? So, so I didn't crash on the main because I have. I think it's all due to the experience of the Logo 200 and mm-hmm. the M2. Um, with that said, I did crash on the second flight. <laughs> so <laughs> there we go. Didn't last too long, um, and it's not like you know. Oh, 
I'm, I'm a minute into the flight, two minutes. No, I'm literally plugged the battery in. First 30 seconds, I hit the dirt fast and hard. Okay. Like, like, whap, you know, into the ground, you know, tomahawk axe style into the ground. <laughs> um, I thought the helicopter was like, oh, I was like, damn, this thing's going to be housed. I walk over there and, you know, uh, holding me old, like, uh, all I broke is one pitch like. Damn. I was like, okay. Nice. It's the one part that the kit doesn't come extras with. Yeah. <laughs> 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 so at that part, I'm like, well, second flight, you know, 30 seconds into it. Really, I only got one three minute flight and then 30 seconds. Um, and I was done. I was done for the week. Um, so I had to put a parts order in. Um, I got a set of blades. I got some extra. I got two orders of pitch links or the, the links are, it's weird. The, the pitch links and the servo links are the same, which I think are freaking plus. Yeah, that's good. That's cool. Um, and an extra battery. Okay. Um, you know, Heli Direct got those parts to me quick, two, three days, you know, or something like that, maybe four days. I don't remember. Um, but I got, I got the parts and, you know, third flight. These flights I did record, and I do have uh, some videos on my YouTube page for this, I think. And I might have put some on Facebook. I'm not sure. But the third flight, um, what I realized is I don't know how to set up a timer on the top of radio. So, you know, I, I had to kind of figure that out. So eventually I did figure that out and got that going. So I did set a three-minute timer just mimicking what I flight times I get on the M2 and the local 200. Mm-hmm. Um. So the third flight is when I really started kind of, or this is, I guess, really the second flight, continuing the second flight, but I'll, I'll say the third flight. The third flight is where I really started getting comfortable with the helicopter. Um, I, then I started noticing the things that I, I need to adjust or things that I, I didn't like about it. Mm-hmm. Um, the rates, the cyclic rates are too slow for, for whatever the stock rates are, the stock settings. Um, the rotational speed felt slower than the M2. Um, considerably, like not just a little bit, but like I would say maybe 30, 40 degrees per second faster on the M2. Um, so it felt very slow, you know, rolling, flipping and things like that. Um, sorry, I'm going to have to compare this a lot to the M2, uh, primarily because it's the only helicopter in this size that I can compare it to. Mm-hmm. Um, I did not get a chance to get the M2 Evo, which would be a better comparison to this. Um, so I'm still going to be comparing it to the older M2 and the, the logo 200 for now. Uh, so one of the things I noticed is the, another thing I noticed is that this thing is super stable, like pirouette right on the, right mm. on the, uh, on the main shaft, like good. sweet. Um, you know, the roll rates are like, like I said, are too slow, but. Overall, the default rates, the default gyro games, everything was fine. Like I didn't have any real, you know, weird wobbles or shakes or anything um, during, you know, um, collective transitions. When I'm uh, TikToking, I don't see a tail whip or anything. Like it's, it was solid. So the, the tuning really out well. of the box is is pretty good. To it's pretty good. To, a, a sec, stock rate, stock possibly rate, slow yeah. rates. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, the other thing I'm going to need to mention is I noticed that on this flight that the tail, the tail was way, way quieter than the M2 and the Logo 200. It's not that banshee screaming tail. Oh, yeah. It does scream. You can still make it scream, but not not as bad, not as like high pitch and you know wound up as the M2 gets. 
Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing is the tail hold is way better. Now, on the Logo 200, I can unload the helicopter and make the tail blow up 90 to 270 degrees sometimes. Um, enough to that I can like fly out of it and, and make it look kind of funny and cool. But um, I did the same maneuvers on this one. I did not. And this is on bank two. I mean, I'm not flying on bank three or anything like okay. this is on bank two. I was able to, I was not able to blow the tail out um, with the same maneuvers. I can blow the tail out on the M2 or the logo 200. Um, just, everything seemed just more stable with the tail. Like okay. it just held way better. Um, you know, the pure wedding from right to left felt more equal mm-hmm. and more balanced. So, yeah, okay. way better tail performance. Um, do, just kind of a, for reference, do you know what throttle, like what setting bank two would be? Like, what do they tell you? Like, was it like eighty percent, seventy percent, seventy five? Yeah, I want to say it's. Uh, curious if you know off the top of your head. Yeah, I want to say it's going to be. I think it's around like seventy five. I mean, I can tell you in one second. I have the manual here. Okay, so whatever the manual says is what you're going by. Yeah, yeah, whatever the manual saying. For other people might want to know for reference. Hmm. Um. All right. So yeah, for the throttle, it's actually pretty low, I think, and, and it's Futaba, so it's a little bit different. Okay. But I'm seeing. Um. Yeah. So, bank one is sixty percent. Or plus sixty, mm-hmm. you know how Fidaba goes uh, negative zero to negative one hundred to zero to then zero mm-hmm. to uh, positive one hundred. So this is positive sixty, and then on uh, sorry, positive sixty is on the high side and positive thirty is on the low side. Okay. So mid bank two is thirty. Yeah. Okay. Whatever that equals on Futaba, I don't know. Would that be? How does Futaba? That'd be like seventy. <laughs> I think so. I think it's like 70 or 60% maybe. I'd have to take my shoes off and start counting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> slide yeah. rule. Yeah. Yeah. Where's that uh, slide rule, Kevin? Slide rule. There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah. So whatever that is. All right. Is. I was just curious. But yeah, following the instructions, you know, that's just the, okay. the thing. Yeah. Um, right. That's interesting you say all that about the tail, Steve, because uh, I've heard that. Other, there is a mod out there to to flip the. Yeah, I'll talk about that a little later. Okay, and it's yeah. not anything that you're describing to nope, even nope. warrant doing it. Yep. You know. So so yeah, I mean, kind of going to the tail. Um, the reason why the tail is quieter is it's a bigger motor and it's a bigger blade. Mm-hmm. It's, it's considerably bigger blade than the old one. Now the overall helicopter is bigger. But it's only bigger by like a couple millimeters of blade length. And, you know, and the frame is a little bit longer. So it makes the helicopter a little bit bigger in stature. Mm-hmm. But the disc, like when you're flying it, the disc size feels the same. Like, mm-hmm. you know, the helicopter is more stable. But I don't know if it's particularly to say that it's the, you know, 0.5 millimeters on each blade you're getting more of or. The boom length is, I think, the same, or the boom's adjustable length, or the OMP version has adjustable length. Like, I mean, it uses the same boom, I know, on the OMP, so I feel like the Gooski has a very similar uh, boom length. Um, yeah. You know, so, 
I can't say that the size is making it more stable. I really feel like the overall heli design is, is making it more stable and, and having that bigger tail motor, the bigger fan, like just the overall um, so the, balance of the helicopter. The tail prop, I'm going to call it a prop, whatever, is mm-hmm. disproportionately bigger than the other one. Cause, so like if the the blades are are a little bit bigger, but the, the tail motor and prop is, is right. way bigger is what you're saying. Right, like so it's, it's, it's like it's the tail... Right, the main blades are maybe five percent bigger, but I feel like the tail blades like twenty percent bigger. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Which is sounds like what it needed. Yeah, yeah, it needed so it can run slower RPM mm-hmm. and have more, and still have that tail authority. Right. Okay. In fact, I feel like it has even more tail authority now. Okay. Um. Okay. Kind of moving up into the the fourth flight here. Uh. You know, I, I had a couple of woe moments. You know. Um. I, I was as I get more comfortable with a micro heli, I get heavier fisted with the micro heli. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I get faster with the, you know, with the cyclic and just like faster with cyclic and collective combination. Like I, I start digging into the collective way before I'm out of the cyclic just because it's small and I'm not going to boom strike this thing. Like I can kind of, you know, go past the, the <laughs> a cyclic ring, I guess, sort of. Right. And, um, you know, so I, 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 you know, this fourth flight, I was really getting, Really, really getting heavy with it, and I don't know. Um, I don't know if I made the tail blow out or if I just maybe lost what I thought was orientation, and I just put a weird input in, and it crashed. Um, and it crashed pretty hard. Um, I broke a servo arm this time, and I lost the whole ball and everything. And it was also the spindle was, uh, you know, noticeably bent, so it was time for more repairing. And and you know, beyond this, I've been kind of on and off and crashing this helicopter. And I have to say the crashing on this helicopter, just to dig into that a little bit. I don't know why. And I don't know if it's me or if it's my flying or my throttle hold or just leveling the disc off or the heli before it crashes. Um, I have replaced way less parts on this helicopter than my M2. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like, I don't break servo arms as much. Yeah, so you feel like it's in, more durable. I feel like it's more durable. So in this fourth flight, um, I crashed and broke a servo arm and lost the ball and and the spindle was bent. And you know, one of the things about repairing this helicopter is the canopy removal. And I'm gonna kind of talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about repairing. Like, what, yeah, as wrenching as Ian likes yeah. to call it. How's the wrenching call it, on yeah. this little the, tiny the red thing? <laughs> the wrenching on this helicopter sucks. It sucks a lot mm. now. It sucks primarily because of removing the canopy. Now, if you were one of those people that like to fly with a canopy um, for visibility or for aesthetics or just, you know, don't want to have the helicopter feel like it's missing something, right? Like it's not Mm -hmm. complete. Um, The canopy removal is annoying. You have these, like I said, you have these very small um, Phillip heads, like coarse threaded screws that are literally four millimeters tall and, you know, like a double O or triple O like Phillips head, like tiny. Four of those, easy to lose, hard to kind of like, it's not hard to get them centered back up and put in, but there are coarse dentist screws that will eventually, um, you know, eat its way on that plastic and, and mm-hmm. you know, will no longer grip the, the plastic very well. The back two screws go into metal, they go into aluminum, you know, sir, um, canopy mounts that screw in. So those are fine. They're one, you know, M2s or 1.5 millimeter, you know, hex uh, screws. And, you know, you can find any of those and replace them. So it don't matter if you lose them or anything. 
The canopy is very raw, um, design-like. So you can leave your blades on, fold them in, in like, you know, perpendicular, and you can kind of spin them and unhook them around the blades and get them off the helicopter. So you don't have to remove the blades to get the canopy off. Okay. The bottom canopy, the mouth of it, um, to remove that, there's two, um, uh, what do you call it? Just two, uh, screws that have that little plastic insert. What do they call it? Um, why am I drawing a blank for those screws? I don't know what you're talking about. The nuts. The nuts. The nuts have the plastic okay. retainers. Oh, the, the nylon? The nylon nuts. The yeah. nylon nuts. Lock nylon nuts, nuts. yeah. Or, or so, nylon. so they have the li- nylon locking, locking nuts on the inside, and mm. then just regular 1.5 you know, or two, M2 bolts on the outside. Okay. So to get those apart, you need to like get needle nose pliers to hold the bolt yeah. because they're not captured. Oh, or anything. it's not captured. Oh, that sucks. So now it's a pain to take the, the bottom yeah. part on or off. Now, you don't have to take the canopy, the bottom mouth off to do any repairs. But because the canopy is so annoying for me, I have gone naked on the helicopter ever since. Okay. So no canopy, no mouth. I literally have a big goblin strap that I strap around <laughs> the, the battery to hold the battery in place. And the battery actually rubs, the, 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 you know, it rubs a little bit on the motor, but it's on the fuzzy side, so it actually doesn't rub to cause any damage or heat or anything. Like I don't notice any difference, so so it's been fine. And I run it naked without the canopy because just it's too annoying. Yeah. Um, the one design thing that I first thought was amazing on this helicopter is that the servo layouts, cyclic servo layouts, are great at first. My initial presence of it. Okay. Um, they're all in an angle where you can get to the servo horn um, screw. Mm-hmm. And the ways of servo mounts is all from the outside in. So you never have to, like the M2, get to the weird bolts that are holding the elevator servo on the back, through right. the bottom, kind of through the landing gear or kind of around mm-hmm. the landing gear. You, you don't have to worry about that. Every single screw, you can take the servo off real easy. But they also designed it so that way the servo layouts are all 90 degrees from each other. And, you know, the servo, um, you know, bolt is accessible. It's accessible, but that rear elevator servo is really hard to put the ball link on to the servo or the servo and the ball link combined onto the servo while it's on and you're trying to center it. And you can't move the helicopter because you move the helicopter and the gyro's like, you know, so it's trying to go back and forth and trying to fight you against when you're trying to plug it on. So, so at first I thought it was a great design, but in hindsight or after several repairs, um, elevator servo arms are always the servo arms I end up breaking. And because those are the arms that break the most, obviously I, I find that servo to be even more of a pain than the M2 one. The M2 one you have to take out, but once you take it out, it's really easy to get to everything and put it back on. Um, this one, like I said, it's easy to get everything on if you take the servo out, but then getting the, the ball and the link on is very hard because it's just on a weird angle and the other servo blocks any way of getting a, a needle's pliers in there. So it just, it just, you know, you have to like basically I'd stick a flathead behind the servo arm and then take another wrench and push it. To pop the link on because the servo arm will bend if you don't have anything behind it, and it just it's it's becoming a, a bit of a pain. Mm-hmm. Damn. Yeah. Um, spindle replacement on it. 
is uh, wasn't too bad. It's a tiny spindle. <laughs> All these things are so tiny in this helicopter. Um, if you have a link spindle shaft um, tool for an Oxy 2 or an Oxy 3 or 4, that works perfectly. It's a 3 millimeter spindle, so it's, it's similar to an Oxy 2 spindle or an Oxy 3 spindle. Mm-hmm. Back then, I think even an Oxy 4 spindle. <laughs> Um, but anyways, the uh, Lynx uh, spindle wrench for that size works perfectly for the spindle. So just uh, FYI on that. Okay. Um, let me see here. I'm going to talk about, I'm going to, I'm fifth, sixth crash. I'm going to talk about a hard crash I had. And this was like, this was flying at the field. This was bank three. This was like, I'm going to have, like, just go balls to the wall with this helicopter and fly. And I did. And I did. And I, uh. I went full collective, full into the ground, um, nose in, um, kind of in a loop and not pulling out of the loop properly. So kind of, you know, <laughs> into the ground. Figure nine. Yeah, like a figure nine uh, loop right into the ground. <laughs> yeah. Um, it was one of those crashes when it hit the ground. And, you know, I was recording a video, so I'm kind of talking to myself to the video. Siliquiddling, I guess, or whatever you call it. (laughs) And I was like, um, I was like, uh, yeah, I don't think I'm going to financially recover from this. (laughs) You know, like, I think I'm going to have to, like, it's going to be a recap. Like, I think I'm just going to have to buy a new helicopter. Hold and behold, this thing, it is tough. It held up. It held up really well without a canopy. It held up. It, it did push in my that little canopy mount that you know I left on there, on the front, but um, it was fine. Like landing gears were bent because you know it went into the ground real hard. Boom, broken. You know, um, what else was uh, something else was broken? Uh, servo arms and a couple of missing links. Like you know, things kind of exploded on impact there. So that was definitely my worst crash, but it wasn't bad. It wasn't bad at all. Nice. Um, I, I do have a big con that I want to talk about and mm-hmm. I didn't mention this earlier, but, um, this was one of the earlier crashes that kind of put me out of commission, but uh, I'm going to talk about the fly system over the DFC, um, head. So I, I don't understand why I go with a fly system, which means, uh, when I talk about FBL system or fly system, I'm talking about a traditional, um, links to swash, you know, arms, top following with following arms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So regular links to your uh, main grips and with following arms to keep your phasing. And compared to a DFC version where you don't have those following arms, you just basically have a direct, um, you know, link to your swash, to your, your main grips um, that keep your, your phasing in, in phase. So your swash in phase. Um. So they went from that DFC version, the M2, the Local 200, um, to this new version, um, which is way more complicated. Uh, you know, obviously we are all used to this type of fly brawler's head, mm-hmm. but it's way too small. Mm-hmm. Um, initially, I think on my first or second crash, um, probably the crash to where I had to order parts, um, I noticed that one of my following arms, not the, not the bolt that goes from the following arm into the head, but the bolt that goes from the following arm to the other part of the following arm that links to your swash plate, mm-hmm. you know, where it makes that right angle. Mm-hmm. Um, that bolt came out and 
it's a tiny little thin long bolt that's a specialty bolt that you know you have to mm-hmm. buy a whole damn screw kit just to get this one bolt. No. Mm. Or by replacement like um arm or thing. Arm set. Like I think you yeah. to, but I think I had to buy a screw kit. I don't think the arm set even had that because you buy them separately. You buy the metal piece separately compared to the plastic mm-hmm. uh, 90 degree arm that goes to this wash plate, the link part. So that was a pain in the butt. And, um, you know, since then I, I loctited it and made sure both of them were loctite. I don't think they were loctite by factory. I'm just going to call that out. Um, cause there's no reason why I should have lost it on a, you right. know, but anyways, it backed out and I made sure I loctite it and it's never come out since, but small helicopter. I don't think the swash goes out of phase that easily. Yeah. With I, w- licks. Well, I was going to ask you, do you mm-hmm. think that style is why you're not breaking as many servo arms? Like it's more durable. It I mean, be. not more durable, but it could have more less play, likely which... to break servo arms. Yeah, servo horns. No, you know, or is it something else? Because you said so. That thinking you're, you're about that, fewer. Yes, I'm breaking fewer, but I'm still popping links, and I'm still breaking links. And with the M2, I would break servo arms, but I would break the FC links as well. Mm-hmm. Like at the bottom, I would, you know, snap them right off. Like, mm-hmm. um, are the arms I don't different? Know. Are the servo arms stronger? Maybe now they're they're white. I don't know if it's a company thing from OMP versus, uh, you know, Gooski, Goose Guy. Um, I don't know. One's white, one's black. They're the same arms. I, I can they fit look the, the servo. Same. Like yeah, they're the same. Okay. I mean, they have the same two well, holes. Well, if it's wide, maybe it's a different plastic and it's a little stronger. Maybe, maybe. Because I know I can put the um, the M2 arms on and it will work. The yeah. ball links are different, but the arms are the same. Could be a different formulation of, of plastic. Yes, I think maybe. Okay. Well, I was just wondering. Too, it might be different, but I different tend to agree material. with you. That's a lot of, like, I'm annoyed with that whole setup on the 420. The bearings right. and the whole deal yeah. because it's Think so about little. On this now, yeah, down on a two hundred, I can't imagine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All that's right. too small for me. So, all right, all I'm right. going to talk about some mods, I guess. Yeah. And we'll okay. do some final thoughts. Yeah. Okay, mods. So, uh, I don't know. Uh, there's only two mods I'm going to mention, and one mod is, um, not really a mod. It's more of a you can hook up a Bluetooth module. That it comes with, which is freaking awesome. So, thank you, Gooski, for that. Um, but yeah, you can update it with an Android phone or iOS. Okay. I have an Android phone for my, you know, Theta server programming and stuff. So I got the Gooski app on that, and you know, I, I flew everything with the stock settings for you know several weeks, uh, about a month, and and now I'm like, okay, I want more rates. I want more rates. Let me turn this thing up and see how it's, you know, how it go. Um, yeah, the Android app doesn't work. <laughs> I couldn't uh, get it to write. No matter, I could read it, and I'm like, "Look, adjust it, write," and it says "write," and then I read it again, and it's back to where it was, and I mm-hmm. could not get it to write. I could not get it to set up. So I don't know. I know there's some updates that I can do so I can make it compatible with my iPhone and get the iPhone app. But, I mean, out the box, I would think with the Bluetooth module and the Android app, the version, whatever I can download at the time, yeah. it should work. 
but I wasn't able to get it to work. So, so there is that little for that um, aspect of it. Okay. Um, but this is the mod that that I think is it's pretty dope. So, um, for for us folks that fly airplanes, we kind of know what a tractor and a pusher prop style airplane is, right? Mm-hmm. And traditionally, we know that tractor style airplanes are way quieter than pusher style airplanes, like a flying wing. You know, compared to like a you know regular stall, regular plane, just you know, yeah. a tractor style, way quieter. So someone online, um, I, I'm sorry, I'm not going to give credit to the person who did this, but whoever they are, they know who they are. Um, decided, why don't they just take the motor and flip it around on the damn helicopter and make the tractor style tail driven motor into a pusher, uh, I mean, sorry, a pusher style into a tractor style. Mm-hmm. And all you have to do is basically swap the tail fin, swap the motor around, switch two wires. And there you go. You have now went from a pusher, you know, high pitch whine, anytime that motor really spins up, mm-hmm. to a tractor style, which means the motor is now, uh, the fan is in front of the motor and the motor spinning to, you know, basically pull that air through. Right. And what a difference. So, it's quiet. Now, I'm not saying it's quiet. I mean, it's quite quiet, like super quiet. Like wow, you don't hear really? really a tail motor until you really lean on it. Yeah. You lean on it. You really lean on the collective very, like very hard, very quick. You hear a tail motor a little. You, you know, you, um, hard tail down funnels and stuff. You might hear a little bit, mm-hmm. but it's not a banshee anymore. It does not scream. It does not yell like it's going to, you know, it's dying that it needs help. And it still Um, holds the same? And as far as I can tell, it still holds. And, you know, so, so, you know, I'm not a great pilot. I'm, you know, whatever. I'm heavy fisted sometimes. So sure, it helped for me. But let's see if, you know, I had Chris Diamani fly and I had him like push on it and try reversals, you know, just pushing on the tail left ways, right ways, all different ways. And he said he can notice a difference except for the sound. That's the only thing mm-hmm. he noticed. The sound That's amazing. Way different. Yeah, it really is. So now this is not for everyone. Some people like the sound. Some people like that. You know, like it's funny. Like it's, mm-hmm. you know, I get a chuckle out of it when I hear that, you know, the tail scream like that. Um, so it, it's, you know, it's dealer's choice. Uh, I think, it makes no difference performance-wise if you do it or not, but audible level-wise, holy crap, it makes a world of a difference. It really mm. does. Mm. Yep. That's cool. Um, right. Well, if you don't use that Bluetooth thing, how do you is it, how do you do the tuning or adjust anything in that? So the tuning, you can do the tuning through um, the Flybrows unit and push buttons. Okay. So you can adjust stuff if you yes. need to. I personally haven't tried that yet. Um, I was meaning to try it before I actually did this review to try to get a better tune on it. But um, I don't know, we kind of need to get this review out anyway. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's been, this helicopter's been out for a while now. So. Right. Um, so, yeah, 
But, you know, to be honest, like, I'm okay with the way it flies. Mm-hmm. Factory. Like, I, it's it's good enough, it's fast enough that I can do all my maneuvers and still work on new ones, you know, and not feel like, oh, it's too slow. Or, oh, I, I, you know, like, once you get used to a helicopter, I don't think it matters you, on the rate so much. It's just what right. you're used to. And you said it was a little too fast in your bank three. But that's more you're talking about the collective, right? The collective, pitch. like it's just okay. on and off when I'm yeah, when I'm on the pitch, like it, you know, before gonna, you know it. I was going to ask if what if you went somewhere in between with the throttle, you know, bump it up just a little hmm. bit. Yeah, yeah, that could be something we can try. Um, before right. final thoughts, I do want to go into some cons. Um, I didn't list on here, but I do have them in my head. Um, so the first thing is is you know. Doing anything with the canopy on, I think it's a con. I think taking the canopy on and off is just too much of a pain that I kind of miss the old style of just popping the two, you know, mm-hmm. canopy mouth off and sliding the canopy right off, you know? Right. Simple, it's dirty, it still gets the job done. Um, I like the fact it doesn't have a battery hatch, because, I mean, a battery latch, because battery latches tend to break in that size. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of glad that it doesn't, but you do need to figure out a different way of holding the battery onto the helicopter if you choose to run it naked like I did. Um, like any other small micro helicopters, um, you know, I don't know why they don't tail, they paint the tail fin like orange or yellow from the factory, like, you know, or put a piece of vinyl on it. I'm going to write that as a con because you have to do it your own. Mm-hmm. But it's something I recommend. Um, definitely put a piece of vinyl on that tail boom. That means more than the canopy. Um, because, you know, the canopy will tell you if you're up or down, but your tail tells you <laughs> which way the helicopter's facing, which is more important in my opinion. So, so I find that, uh, that's the most important, uh, visible thing I need to see. Um, so changing out the, the tail motor, I mean, not the tail motor, but the tail boom, um, the way you disconnect the motor wires is through three small Phillips head screws you have to unmount from the PCB directly on the fly rotors or the ESC. Mm-hmm. The problem is, is that the screws are halfway in the case and halfway sticking out of the case. And they give you little relief cutouts in the case so that we can kind of get a, a screwdriver. Let's just think of it like this in an angle. That's uh, not a very that's good not but in an angle like this, yeah. and you can get them out very easily because yeah. you can back out a screw at an angle. But try to put that screw back in on an angle. Right. You're always pushing the screw this way, or pushing and that's the screw still that not way. good. Even getting them in and out because you you'll eventually strip the head of mm-hmm. the the screw out yep. a little bit. It's a Phillips head screw, so you eventually strip mm-hmm. it out. There's a small washer. I already lost one of the three washers, and because of that angle. I was tossing the screw every time I just put it and it would go flying off and you're spending 10 minutes looking for it. Mm. I don't know why they, they either want like this half in half out thing, like either commit and go in and then like you have to get it from the holes in the top or you have the board sticking out and you get it from the outside or better yet. I just cut all three wires and I freaking installed bullets from an M2. (laughs) Because I got, yeah, which sucks. But so then every time you, you get a motor, motor, you got to redo that. Right. You got to redo yeah, those bullets. That's annoying. That's a pain in the ass in that manner. But at least when I have to swap the boom, I could just unconnect the bullets, slide mm-hmm. everything out, slide it back in, connect it, and I'm done. 
that is a, a terrible, like a huge con in my opinion. Um, the, the tail motor removal and reinstallation uh, is. Have you, terrible. have you had to replace the tail motor yet? I have not. I have not had to replace That's the tail good. motor and, and you know, I've had, I want to say I've had probably about like 50 or 60 flights on this helicopter since I got it. And, you know, maybe 30, 40 crashes, you know, small crashes to big crashes, That'd but you know, overall three or four M2 tail motors. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So right M2 now, ESCs. And, yeah. And the other thing I noticed <laughs> is um, the tail motor does not get as hot as the M2 tail motor. All right. That's really I think good. that's part of the, you know, part that's of the benefit cool. of running the bigger can, the bigger motor. Probably doesn't have to work bigger as fan, hard either. Doesn't have to work as hard. Doesn't have to spin as fast, mm-hmm. which is taking less voltage and heat and all that mm-hmm. stuff. So. All right. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Let's wrap up your final yeah. thoughts. All right. So, you know, crash it, fix it, fly it. This thing has been crashed as many times as it's been flown pretty much. The main things that I've noticed in a crash for me, now this, your mileage may differ because the way you crash or how fast you throttle hold or anything like that, but for me, it's been links, very few servo arms, and booms. That's it. I'm still in my original tail fin, original blade, original frame, original landing gear, original everything else, main grips, everything else. Original. Servo arms, I've only broken a handful, only one package worth, and not even a full package. I've only broken two. Okay. Um. I have lost the balls for the servo arms when, when I break servo arms sometimes because the links will go with it and mm-hmm. somewhere in the wood. So so I had to um, I did have to buy those. I did have to buy a screw kit for those following arm screws. I bought extra following arms thinking that I would bend and break those, but I have not. So there is that. But really, links, servo arms, and booms. That's, that's what, it. That's what to stock up on then. Maybe yep. some um, balls for some- the things some balls and some feathering shafts and, and servo arms because eventually those will bend and you'll want to change them before they your helicopter flies yeah. like well, that. i mean you need all the parts but you need a bunch of links and booms yes the, the ball links um like i said the ball links are great uh because the, the pitch links and the links from the servos to the swash are the same mm-hmm. but one set completes all of them but they do pop off and when they pop off if you lose them they lose you know they're, they're little dog bones this big Right. Um, so, like, yeah, it crashes way better than an M2. It crashes, in my opinion, the best in this class because it's the newest in <laughs> this class, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. But it, it does hold up very well. Um, I fly without a canopy, and I have no problems with that. And I do enjoy um, – it makes it easier. And, um, the, the repair job's way faster and easier to do with, without having to take that extra bit of uh, plastic off and on. Um, for the price, I think this is a, a very great helicopter, great value for the price. Um, I, uh, you know, I know the, uh, the OM2, OMP M2 Evo is cheaper than this with the same size and configuration, similar configuration. But, um, you know what, this one's available and, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> easy to get parts and everything for. So it is what it is. Uh, it's a great helicopter, great micro. I love the direction that these companies are going with micros. I think, um, you know, Blade and and other helicopter companies can learn something from Gooski and, and OMP. 
mm-hmm. for sure. Nice. You guys have any questions? I think I've asked all my questions as we've been going. Everything mm-hmm. I could think of. Sounds like a winner. Yeah. Yeah. And but dude, the I, I didn't catch the price on it, but I think it's relatively like half the price of a uh logo two hundred, isn't it? Roughly. It's three hundred and sixty dollars. So it's the same price as an original M two V two. Um, which was three fifty nine or three sixty nine or something like that, but it's in the same price range. Now Comparing it to the OMP2 Evo, which is the same size helicopter, same tail setup, same head design, you know, FBL head and all that stuff, it is $60 cheaper at $299. Now, I don't know if that's any better or not. Um, I was not able to get one, you know, so mm-hmm. I, I might get one later on, but I'm really enjoying the Gooski, so I don't know if I want to even bother, to be honest. Yeah. I might just keep it. Pretty good little heli, man. For yeah, you know, like we've talked about a lot of different helis on the show, like that size, that smaller sub four fifty size. No, I, I mean, I, you know, it might sound like a broken record because every new one ends up being the best one, but this really is like the best micro I've ever flown. Like, I can't, I don't know. It's just so durable, and it's it flies really good. And now that I swapped the motor, it's quiet, so you hear blade noise, you know, when the yeah. transition between positive and negative more. Um, it's just, it just seems like a, an overall, like, if you have a backyard, you can fly a 250 size or 200-size heli. Like, there's no reason not to have this helicopter. Unless you can fly a 700 like Andy didn't fucking buy a 700. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? did, you, did you mess around with the self-level, any? Like, how, how would it work as a so, beginner heli? So, I... Um, I had self levels on the switch, and um, I don't know. I, when I was flying at my fun fly, I didn't uh, the club fly in. Sorry, I didn't know which switch it was on, so I pulled up and I was like, "Ooh, <laughs> I've been self level." So I was like, "Woo, woo, woo." Do you have it, it really like drift tested, a little? taken off, landing with it on, or anything? No, I, I did, I did. Yeah. I, so I took off with it, and I, you know, I, I noticed it was on. So I was like, "Ah, screw it! I don't know what switch it's on. I'm just gonna fly it." So I put it into bank two, and it still was on. I put it back to still is on, so I was like, okay, <laughs> go back to bank two. I guess I can't 3D it. So I was I was flying it sport for okay. one battery pack. And it's one of those things like you're flying like a drone, you have to constantly hit forward and then mm. you know, like like a like a V nineteen V nine eleven fly bar so little fixed push pitch the helicopter. Stick full forward and then drive it around. Forward, it's right, not even really or flying. Left. It's just weird. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not really flying. Um and then when you let it all stick, it always drifted. Mm. So it's like you know, it doesn't build confidence that you can like let go of the stick and like save it. It's more like you let go of the stick and then you gotta correct it. You does know? it so, have? Does those things have like a rescue mode or something? Or do they even have that? Or it's just self level? I think the self level is the rescue. Like you turn it on, it'll whatever altitude it's self level. I think I, it won't like pump up. It doesn't anything, add you know? pitch or anything. So no, no, I don't think it adds pitch or anything okay. like that. So I, I, you know, I this helicopter is so small and it crashes so well. Just yeah. forget about self level. Learn to fly properly. I think, you know, once you get over that hump, it just it's beneficial. I'm just wondering if if it's if it would be a recommendation for a first heli for a say an airplane guy or something. Yes, I would totally you go think for that. They can handle it as long as the size does not bother them because it gets away. It's a mm-hmm. dot, you know. So if if they're you know 
if they're saying, oh, you know, a small heli, I can't see mm-hmm. more than 10 feet, then, you know, get a bigger heli because you're it's not going to see you, this. Right? Yeah. It's, yeah. it's very quick. So it'll get away from you before you know it. Um, you know, uh, and everything about it is small. So, you know, once it does get 20, 30 feet in the air and then like 20, 30 feet yeah. out, it's, it's, you see a disc and maybe a tail fin, you know, like right, a, maybe a tail right. boom. Um, so. Yeah. Any further, you're not going to own it. <laughs> no, no. But All yeah, right, uh, it's, cool. it's one of my go-to's now. Yeah, I have it nice. in my fleet, and I like it. You know, that so, sounds awesome. great. Nice, dude. Yeah. Good review. Oh, uh, one, one last thing about the thing too: parts prices are fair. Um, okay, you not know, bad. yeah, they're not overly priced high. Um, availability right now was never wasn't an issue for me. Okay, so every part that I needed, I was able to find and buy. Um, you know, and being that Heli Direct is, I think, I don't know if they're the sole distributor, but they're the main distributors. So I know, um, you know, as far as them stocking up on stuff, they've been, you know, top notch with that. All right, cool. All right, cool. Nice. All right, let's move it on. Do we have an Ian's tech tip? No, we don't. Damn it, man. Yeah, I know, I suck. (sighs) That's all right. I got you this week. What do we got, Steve? We got Andy's tech tip. What? Andy's tech tip? Oh, oh now we got some content about, here. Yeah, I don't talk about what I've been watching. What have you been watching, Kevin? I, I don't know. I'm not prepared. Okay. Well, never mind. This is <laughs> a right. quick little tip that I thought of as I was building this 420 the other day that might, it seems obvious to me, but. I thought this might not be obvious to everyone, but it's about applying Threadlocker or Loctite and less about how much to put, although that is important. And I see a lot of you guys putting way too damn much. Way too much. Yeah, most people. You got to clean your screws. That's important. Clean the hole certain sometimes. But I only put a little bit and then I wipe most of it off with my finger. Like I spin the the screw on my index finger. But more so what I wanted to talk about is do you put it on the bolt or do you put it in the hole and why, which way do you do which some places the bolts fine. That's the easiest way to do it. But there's places on the helicopter that the Loctite needs to go in the hole and don't put any on the bolt. Do you guys do that, or you just put it on the bolt on everything? Uh, typically, if the bolt is going in a hole where there's no uh, opening at the other side, I'll put it on the very tip of it. So as you're screwing the bolt in, the the air that's behind there is going to push that Loctite up through the, through the threads. Now, if there is an opening, I'll put it on the threads itself. Okay. I don't uh, pay any attention to that. So I do put them on um, bearing blocks and things like that sometimes um, because I don't like to put Loctite on and then fit it through carbon fiber that's like very tight tolerance and then go to an aluminum block. So yeah. some of those – like before I put the frame side on, I'll just dab all the holes, mm-hmm. then put the frame side on, and then put the bolts Yeah, that's on. not a bad idea. I normally don't worry about that either. As long as I can push the bolt through. If you got to screw the bolt through, like it's too tight, then no, that won't work. 
Um, but the big thing that, that I have noticed and look at, you know, I've got three main places here, uh, wrote down and there may be more, but the spindle, the tail slider stuff, like the, the little, um, dog bone arms on your tail slider. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. That I put on uh, and your, the radius arms. And all three of these Mm -hmm. are something that if you put the Loctite on the bolt, put it through there, the excess Loctite is going to end up in your bearing or in your brass sleeve on your dog bone on your tail pitch slider that needs to move super free. So in those instances, I put it on a toothpick, put it in the hole, and then as I screw the bolt in, it pushes the extra deeper into the hole. And it doesn't end up on either the, the little tiny bearings in your your radius arms or your brass hinge like piece on your dog bone on your tail. Yeah. I or I do wanna make uh I do wanna um add to that what you're saying. Um on the back tail um slider dog bones. I put it on the hole, but I don't because it's open on both ends. Mm-hmm. I put it and I kind of make sure I I push the screw in halfway and then back the screw out, and it'll suck some of that Loctite in more. Because I actually put it from the outside, you know what I mean, mm-hmm. on the outside part of the hole, and I'll put screw in and back it out and push it kind of like a couple times to oh, okay. spread that Loctite in the hole because I'm hitting the Loctite from the outside of the hole as the screw goes in. As I go in halfway and I suck it in, it actually draws the Loctite into the mm-hmm. hole, and then I go back and forth to like coat that. Okay. And I've yeah, never I had a problem apply, with it I binding. I just apply it in the hole on the side the screw's going in, and as it goes in, it pushes it, it pushes all the through. way through. Yeah. yeah. But that's a that's a very particular place that will get if you get any bit of Loctite on between that brass and plastic thing. That I mean, half the time, depending on the kit, you got to fiddle dick around with that anyway, because sometimes the plastic will have flashing or or be oversized compared to the brass parts as you tighten the screw down then it then it starts to bind Push, yeah you know so you gotta sort of that's one thing that needs to be really free some kits are really good about you just bolt it up and it works some kits you gotta kind of fiddle with it a little bit they're getting better seems like i don't see that as often anymore we gotta fiddle with it uh the spindle is another one that i always put it in the hole and I clean the spindle hole. I, I will yeah. blow tail and head spindles. Yeah, yes. blow cleaner completely through there. Clean it. Run a like twist a paper towel down in there and back it out. Try mm-hmm. to clean those threads. Clean the bolt threads really good. And then I yep. put that's the only one I clean. <laughs> yeah, I put the the Loctite in the hole so that you don't end up with extra Loctite pushing out around your bolt and end up in your thrust bearings. So I don't I don't know it maybe that's common and everybody does this but I'm I don't. not sure that people some I people never think used about to it. do I never used to do any of that. I never used to clean any bolts mm-hmm. until we went to Urcha Andy and you had the little thing of isopropyl. Yeah. And we you were cleaning bolts there. Then I was like, you know, you have a good point. Like they ship them a lot of times with oil They're on them old, so, so they don't rust. rust. Yeah. Yeah, and so now I always I definitely clean it out. I don't know the spindle if I've done that as much, like put it in the hole. I know I have done it in the past, but uh, 
I'm very oh, I'm like very liberal with my. I glob that shit on. I use my finger to evenly spread it. I shove it in the hole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm, sure I'm pretty good up. with not overdoing it with the Loctite. Yeah, I I haven't been in the past, but uh, you know you, you learn as you go. Right. Yeah, I guess, I guess the tip is is be cognizant and aware of where the Loctite will go as you screw it in. Because if you put it, even if you just put it in the thread and only say the an eighth of an inch of the thread, some of that will end up climbing, depending on how far it's screwing in, but it will end up um, on the outside, like between, like on on uh, frame screws, you know, uh-huh. I just put a little on there, screw it in, it doesn't matter, don't worry about it. But then when you take it back apart, you've, you've got Loctite squished between your aluminum threaded piece and your carbon fiber frame you know so if there was a bearing that's too much (laughs) if there's a bearing there then you're going to end up with loctite in your bearing so um cool all right that's a tip and speaking of loctite i went downstairs and found my loctite extreme glue is what it's called okay and it's in a little tube with a black Loctite cap. Extreme Glue. That's literally what it's called. That's, <laughs> That's literally, literally what, what it says. says huh? All right. Yep. There's no model number, like model, like, you know. There was all kinds of useful info on the card, but he probably threw it away. Yeah, it's yeah. probably got a number. Tell us that number. He can't even see it. Look at him. <laughs> I, I can't see anymore. Dude, my, when the doctor, like, 20 years ago said, you know, when you get to 50, 55, your eyes are going to get worse. I'm like, how's that even possible? I can't see now. <laughs> <laughs> it says. Okay. Henkel so it Cor- literally is. It says Henkel Corporation, um, 2019, and then a bunch of numbers, component. ID no, it, it literally says, like, I'm looking at the packaging. Blue, it says Loctite Extreme Blue. Crystal Clear. Germany. Crystal see, Clear, no found drip it already. gel. Yeah. There you go. What kind of gel is it? Clear? No drip gel. No drip, black cap. So what black type of glue tube. is it? Like Looks a like is it kind of like a goop, kinda like foam tack type glue, or is it? It's not a CA. Yeah, it uh, does say to do something like foam tack. You know, make sure the area is clean and put it on and off. But let me see if it smells. It smells it taste nice it. and sweet. What's it taste like? Does it taste nice and sweet? <laughs> Tastes like cancer. <laughs> Did you, is this week the wrong time for you to quit smelling glue? Sniffing glue? <laughs> Picked the wrong week. Picked this wrong stuff week. bonds pretty quick, though. It I was might amazed be at how exactly fast like foam tack. Because, yeah, they do say apply it and then stick it together and then pull it back apart. Yeah. Let it, let it um, yeah, dry up a little bit. Uh, quickly on contact. Gas off yeah. a little bit and then stick it back yeah. together. Yeah, it's like putting right, lemon That's cool. Good to know you can get it at. Home Depot. Extreme gel. Just go into Home Depot and find somebody with the orange vest on and be like, I need some extreme glue. Kind of Kevin. Extreme glue. Can you tell me where the paint department is? Where they have the Loctite? And he'll say, Sure. Stop pointing at me. It's over there. Get away from me. He'll say, Aisle 52. Now, when I worked at Lowe's, they were told to escort the person over to the. See, now I've had the exact opposite. I can't, you can't get anyone at Lowe's to help you do anything. But then the people at freaking Home Depot won't leave me alone. Like they want to walk me hand in hand over to the damn section. Uh, 
That's not like it is here. Uh, You're supposed to hit the little button at Lowe's. Okay. What buttons? There's there's usually little buttons that have a remote. You'll hear it go off in Lowe's that say. Uh, yeah, but that's only on certain. Somebody spots. needs help in the paint department. Somebody. Yeah. Need, and yeah. if that rings for a certain amount of time, that all all those that time adds up, and then that department gets a little. Well, in in uh, uh, in Tennessee mm-hmm. and in North department. Carolina. Lowe's is extremely unhelpful, and Home Depot is way too friendly. That's just my experience. Uh, my experience. And, and Lowe's, you can go buy food at for some reason Dude, down they there. They must food. see you coming. Yeah. Oh, the Lowe's grocery stores. <laughs> yeah. Now with it me, weird. it's like I, I've noticed like the the Home Depot in my area is a little on the shorter staff, but they still they're still really helpful. Right. And you can find. Well, they've all cool. had issues in the past with staffing. Home Depot had all of them big, did. had a big thing where everybody had to, like half of the staff had to go part time. This was like years ago. Yeah, I remember that. All right, let's move it on. Yep, moving it on. All right, what do we got for news and announcements? We got any news and announcements? By the way. By the way, oh, Steve's got an announcement. The reason why you guys don't do it wrong when you three are here is because you three are the ones that do it all the time. So you should never do it wrong when I'm not here. You understand? Like you. Right. you so we got that the part. Reason. But why is it every time you're here, you fuck it all up? Because nobody knows what part <laughs> that I need to do to cover for someone it's else. Simple. So I just you, always pick Anne. No, you do whatever part. The other guy's not here. If Kevin's not here, you say news. If Ian's not here, you say and. If I'm not here, you say announcements. It's very simple. Okay, now I know. <laughs> I'm just going to, if I'm here and no, and there's one person missing, I'm just going to do all three. <laughs> there you go. That'll work. All right. Anyways, what do we got? What do we got here? We have Torches Winter Bash 2022. Nice. I yeah, got 202, well, but that's not right. Yeah. De- okay, we got dates now. It's December 2nd oh. through the 4th. Nice. Who's going to this? Me. <sighs> I don't think I'll be able to make it. Kevin. I'm going. I'm going, damn it. And I'm flying out to Vegas on that Sunday for work, and I am going. Come Friday. Friday, Friday, Saturday. Saturday. Yeah. Hell yeah. Go home. I don't know. Hell yeah. That's what I'm doing. All right. We'll see. What are you doing, Ian? Uh, I don't know. I I kind of think I might want to go to it, but I'm not for sure if I can swing it. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's a long way for you, isn't it? Oh, yeah. fly down, I guess. Uh, yeah, I could fly down. Just pack a couple electrics, or just send some of my shit over to your house and then come over. Cool. That work. All right. Well, that's December, so you got plenty of time to decide. Yeah, that should be fun. Mm-hmm. And I found out that the Queen City event, I'm on call that weekend. I'm going to try and switch with somebody, try and make it up. I got to see what the, the Shaw Meister is doing. If he's Shawshanked any helis together. Shawshanked any helis. I don't know what he's No, that's what we're going to say when he crashes. He Shawshanked uh, it in the ground. He Shawshanked yeah. it in the dirt. Nice. Oh. <laughs> uh. All right. Next up is there's some new micro servos from KST. Looks like the KST X12-708 is a brushless programmable. Got black servo wires. 
It looks cool. Nice. Nice. She's saying uh, 9.3 kilograms per centimeter torque and speed of 0.07 seconds for 60 degrees. I don't have all the other specs because I couldn't find them on the the side. I think they're they're brand new. So check those out. Those would be those would be good for the 420. I assume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I haven't looked at the old X12s. I don't remember the specs on them, but I assume these are stronger, and now they're programmable with that program box, which makes them cool. Uh-huh. I like that. It's really, it's that like, size of servo is really great because I've got the whatever number they were for the the previous, you know, of that size from mm-hmm. KST and my 420, and they they fly great. Nice. Yeah, yep. I used to use those on the 380s, but I don't remember the specs on them. I used to use the knockoff ones on the, the Oxy 3. I was just going to say, yeah, we use those, and I was going to say these probably work good for Oxy. There were knockoff KSTs? No, yeah. they were just... Really? They were like, yeah, they were knockoff. Yeah, they're Eternity. They're a total knockoff. Like a, Eternity. Yeah. Like a Russian doll situation. Yeah, it was like Eternity 306 or something. Yeah. It was those a damn things worked actually really, worked great. really oh, good. Oh, yeah, I know, I'm sure they probably built in the same All place. these years later, and I finally yeah. had a couple go. Mm-hmm. I mean... I still have the MKS on the one Oxy 3, I think. Nice. I don't even know what I, I got on what anymore. I all my MKSs off when I had that problem. I never had any problems with those, and I've crashed a lot. <laughs> cool. Cool. All, all right. right. What else do we have? Yeah. Next up is a new, yeah. um, possibly a new Freedom Edition Goblin. Uh, they're gauging interest. If they get enough people interested or reserved, they will make a Freedom Limited Edition Puma kit. And yeah. it's cool looking. I like it. It is pretty cool. It yeah. is. The boom is really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, like how they did that. I, I don't really that. need a Puma, but I kind of have <laughs> been debating back and forth whether I need one of these. It's pretty cool looking, I gotta say. It is. It's got a canopy, custom painted canopy, and then a custom painted boom, which is really nice. The boom is so sweet with that uh, stars on the bottom. Yeah. Uh, if it says if we get enough reservations, we'll go into production with a release date of around the middle of October. This is a complete kit with limited edition certificate slash token from SAB and a numbered and numbered as well. Price will be eight ninety nine. And let's see, where do you go to get the, okay. So if you go to, where do you go, Steve? If you go to, uh, sabusa.com forward slash freedom. Yes. That gets you there and then fill out. I think there's a, like a $250 deposit once they get enough reservations or enough orders. Uh-huh. That's the way it sounds. It'd be cool. It looks cool. Check that out. S-A-B, www.sabusa.com forward slash freedom. What doesn't look cooler with the American flag on it? Like, 
Yeah. Everything. It looks pretty cool. Everything. Your mm-hmm. house, the car, a bikini. Looks great with American flag. Yeah. <laughs> Especially that second one you said. Yeah. The smaller the flag, the better. Yeah. <laughs> it's the opposite. Bigger flag, the better on the other stuff. Right, right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Gotta be complimentary. All right. Yeah. I guess that's All it right. for news tonight. That's it. Okay. Maybe. Unless Ian has any news. Gay news. I don't have anything. Gay no. news, Kevin. Yeah, I got some news. It was a long way, and I hope you appreciated me going down <laughs> to the damn garage to get this tube. Okay. Thank you, Kevin. I'm sure Jamie Burkholder will really appreciate it. I appreciate it. Oh, I can't let him down. Yeah. Fellow fellow army man. You shouldn't. Yeah. He's a good dude. Can't let you guys down. He is. Cool. Okay. Let's move it on. What's next for you in the hobby? I don't know. What's next for you, Ian? Uh just working. Uh Discord. Um I'm gonna see if I can try to get some flights in here in the next couple of days. Um I, I still need to uh do a little bit of wrenching as well, but I'm just kind of taking it day by day. Um, as far as, you know, me being busy with work and then coming home, recuperating from the busy day. So I don't know. Um, I'm going to try to get some flying in, try to get some wrenching in. I'll be on discord. Um, that's about all I've got going on. Cool. All right. What's next for me coming up? Yeah, yeah what's next for you? <laughs> Sorry. Um. Well, dude, I'm not sure. Hopefully, I can get some flying in. I have a three day weekend coming up. Nice. Uh, we're off Monday, and yeah, I hopefully can get to the field, and hopefully, Mister Shaw has something to fly. And Steve, you really. Yeah, got my interest going in this Gooski. When I first saw it with the mouth opening, silly little helicopter, I was like, uh-huh. right, what is this? <laughs> yeah. it, just like Guitar Hero, I'm like, hmm, like, <laughs> I have some interest in that. Yeah. The first time I saw some dude playing that, I was like, what is this? <laughs> what an idiot. So, and he's like, oh, so man, yeah. that's fun. But, dude, it's it, I've heard from many people that it's an actually, uh, and, you know, Steve being one of them with his review, and it's pretty damn good little helicopter. It might be something I might be interested in getting, so I'm gonna have to look uh look at it. Yeah, man. So hopefully I can get to the field, like I said, maybe put some I know I'm gonna have the shrike ready to go and get my batteries for that. I wanna try flying that. It's just it's nostalgic now. It's like I gotta get my Sukhoi going and like mm-hmm. all the Jersey planes down here, get some flights in, you know, so it makes this field more like home yeah for me, you know. Show those plankers what's up. Uh no, yeah. dude. You know what's the biggest thing I've seen at this field is like when I crash a helicopter, I'm like got my fist in the air, or I'm throwing the horns, and I'm like, yeah, that was awesome, you know, or just like, you know, just fist pumping, and I'm like, yeah, you know, it was the shit. Mm-hmm. I was pushing it, and it, you know, something let go or whatever, and and they're like, oh, you know, they they don't expect that reaction at all. They want you to be like mad as hell. Getting ready to throw the radio. Do they get mad when they crash? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You definitely. One guy, had, one guy landed 
really nice plane, but he had wheel pants on it. And, you know, he's a good pilot and he, you know, he just, he doinked it slightly coming in and ripped the wheel pants off one of the, one of the wheels. And that was it. Started cursing. <laughs> yeah you definitely need some of those old those foam plant old sukhoi roll that flop that thing down the runway on its back rudder dragon that'll they won't know what to think about that well you should have seen the time i came in with the 690 and i autoed it and like came i landed it like a plane like came down the runway uh-huh. and i heard them screaming behind me they were like oh what the hell you know like did he just land that like a plane? I'm like, yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, nice. <laughs> just fun shit to do, man. Gotta have fun, man. Uh, it's so, like when I uh, went to the Planker Fun Fly. Uh, right, you saw back. it. Yeah. Like, uh, I, I just thought it was funny because, like, that crowd hasn't really seen much for helicopters on what they can do. I mean, they've seen people, you know, put around, do figure eights or, you know, circuits. But once I started going inverted and started in on the TikToks, you hear people just like, you hear a commotion behind me. And it's like, and then you hear somebody else go, is it supposed to do that? (laughs) (laughs) Right. And what cracks me up, though, like, and, you know, I don't know. Everybody does this hobby their own way. But what, what cracks me up is like, we'll get like two months of gorgeous weather and you won't see anybody and then the one day where it's like <laughs> 10 you know 15 degree winds in my hour winds then that's when the people come out and they're like oh freaking the wind time. is terrible yeah i can't i can't fly today with this wind and it's like where were you for the last two months you know yeah that's what i find hysterical they're probably uh-huh. sitting out there on their sailboat like oh, there's no damn wind today yeah <laughs> <laughs> should have went flying <laughs> so what's next for you steve uh so yeah i need to um i need to do some wrenching i got some some helicopters to wrench on so finish the 420 and i'm looking for another 55 pipe to go with my os 55 hc motor i have it's kind of my backup motor for the kraken 580 but i just said it's sitting there, so I'm going to put it in a nitro. So I bought a raw 580 nitro. So, nice. yeah, I'll get that put in there. Uh, I'm gonna, I am got some servos, uh, some thetas I got in my, my old Goblin Black Thunder. I'm going to just pull and put it in there and uh, get that all set up. Um, This weekend's Race City Fun Fly. And mm-hmm. I don't know, somewhere down in North Carolina. I don't think I'm going to make that one. Yeah. Um, so my next event will be Fall Mowdown, which I believe is the following week. Okay. Um, so, so I'm looking forward to that and meet up with uh, all my Virginia and North Carolina crew. Um, so that should be fun. Uh, but yeah, that's it for me. What about you, Andy? Well, I've got to fix this 420. Somehow straighten the boom out. Uh, probably have a new boom, but this one's not too hard to fix. I'll straighten it out a little bit. Put a new servo horn on there and uh, cross my fingers. Might be good to go. Uh, did I talk about getting new batteries? I don't remember. You did a little bit. Okay. In the show? Yeah. Okay. Well, I got some new batteries. Uh, 
test those out. Get some more. Well, you you said you tested the the five S. I don't know if you actually spoke about new new batteries. Oh yeah, I got some Maniacs twenty six hundred six S. 2600 Ooh, nice. milliamp hour success. I got three the of blues? those. The blues? The blues, yep. Yeah, that's what I run. Okay, cool. They're a little bit heavier than the other crappy packs I've been using, but I think they'll be okay. Um, I should get a little more time out of them. So, got to get those all put on trays and set up and finish packing up this heli for Kevin, get it shipped out figure out what the hell I need to order and send to his house to make it complete. Just don't send me poop. Whatever you do. <laughs> no, I would never. Send him poop. I really should. <laughs> the best part about that was I left it sitting on the shelf and my sister after a week ago and then at a garage was like, can I ask you a question? Is there poop in that bag? And I'm like, <laughs> I said, I don't know. It says maybe poop, so I didn't open it. You want to open it? She's like, no. <laughs> uh, see, I actually threw the poop upstairs to the upstairs neighbor's balcony, so they found poop up there. Nice. Mm. <laughs> I guess that's it. I am hope to be in the cornfield shelling corn maybe this weekend, so I'm going to be pretty. I've been busy on the farm, and I'm going to be even more busy. So, I don't know. Uh, I will definitely get Kevin Taylor shipped to him. I don't know how much of this other stuff I'll get done. Maybe a little. Cool, man. Nice. Tune in next week and find out. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. All right. Listener pipeline. We have a listener pipeline this week. Awesome. I had to actually set up straight so I can play it. About to fall asleep in my chair. Well, got a feeling it'll wake you up. Mm-hmm. Hey, free fold guys. What's up? How y'all doing? <laughs> hey, guys, uh, I got to move on pretty quickly. Got a lot to say tonight. I uh, met with Kevin at the local flying field this past weekend. Drama, drama, drama. Not from Kevin, but oh, my gosh, man, he probably told you about it. Uh, no crashes by me, I got to say. It was a beautiful day. I uh, got to do a little bit of an advertisement here. Uh, the, what is it? Heli Moda, the fall mowdown coming up. Mr. Joe the Ninja Reyes is the sponsor. And it looks like September 30th, October 1 and 2, Spotsylvania, Virginia, right across the street from the racetrack. I uh, got to mention torches. It's on. That's December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. We're doing the winter bash. The weekend immediately following the close of the hurricane season. Not going to get any hurricanes in Florida this year. I hope you don't either. But nonetheless, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th, put it on your calendar, boys. Be there. Next thing is RCHN 3.0. Have you all heard that? Man, Dan has got a fire lit under him right now. Dan, Nick, Rob, and Devin, that youngster. Man, they're just knocking it out of the ballpark, doing a great job. It's good to have RCHN back again. Tool tips. Let's talk about a tool tip for a minute. I imagine, Ian, you probably uh, once again hit a homer tonight. No tooltip. But I just got to say, for those of you that buy used equipment, man, if you're buying a used helicopter for somebody, break it down. Take a look at it. I just uh, took the head apart of a helicopter I've had on the shelf for a little while. I bought used from somebody. Very unusual for me to do that. 
I got a couple of other new helicopters sitting there in the queue just getting ready to fly. Finally got my OMPM 2V2 back together. How about you, Andy? Uh, mm-hmm. Also, uh, let's see, what else is there going on? Man, I tell you, there's just so much happening down in Florida. Since I retired, I hardly have enough time to even build. Speaking of that, I got to get back to wrenching, boys. Right now, I got a helicopter, a couple of that. That's about three helicopters sitting on the table, just getting ready to uh, to finish up. So, hope you all have a wonderful day. Doing well. Hope to see some of you at the fall down mow down in Virginia. Andy, go ahead and put your tractor in the barn for the weekend. At least be there on Saturday, man. I'm counting on you to be there. Looking forward to seeing you, Steve. I know you'll be there, Kevin, Ian. I'm thinking no shows. That's it, guys. Got to go. Back to wrenching. Talk to you later. I imagine you uh, did that call, like sitting in a recliner or something, nowhere near his hobby room. It probably is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, dude, the the reason he didn't crash anything was, A, he didn't have anything to fly, but he did drop his phone, so I think that counts. <laughs> you can't crash if you don't bring anything to fly. Right. Well, yeah, and that person that he bought that used heli from that was that he that he was talking about that was Abe Lincoln that he bought that from. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I thought he was talking about his gasser for me. I thought it sat on the shelf so long the bearings rusted in it. He had to take it apart. Oh, man. <laughs> There's gonna oh, be no gas by the time that thing gets what running. What the hell, man. Andy? No. <laughs> That's that's oh, all the. I think that's all. Yeah, he's the best. All. Yeah, he Love is. Steve. He is. All right. So what else is going on here? What are we doing? We wrap let's it wrap up? it up. Right. I feel like we haven't wrapped up in a while. At least not fully. I know you guys did a partial wrap up last week. So. Yeah, Facebook likes. We are at one thousand four hundred and twenty-four this week. Damn. I don't know what that makes it. Actually, I do know what that makes it. That makes it plus six this week. And we have names on here that I recognize because they're fellow podcasters. Oh, wow. Nice. Yeah. All right. Going down the list, which is going up the list that I'm looking over here. But, uh, yeah, Flight Test Community Cast. They finally liked us after being friends with us for, like, seven years. Wow. (laughs) I didn't even know they were still around. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, The Helihead Show. Hmm. All right. They finally decided to uh, like us because they do really love the Home Depot and the. Um, well, we didn't talk about them this week that much. So they like our last week. So they liked us this week. Probably going to unlike us mm. next week. True, true. Yeah, that makes sense. That tracks. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, we have Bernardo Papa de Villa. Yeah, or Papi. Right. That little thing over the A. I don't know what that means. Uh, Gabe Carney. Alexander Attilo Ortega right. and Guy H. Hurst. Make Love his Hurst shifter. shifters. Yep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's exactly what I thought. <laughs> yeah. Guy H. Hurst has yeah. to be part of that legacy. Right. Yeah. He has a full line of shifters in his house. <laughs> yep. All right. Thanks everyone for liking our Facebook page. What do we have for Facebook comments? Well, Facebook comments, we have a couple of comments on last week's episode, Be Inspirational, and Jason Muir um, just killed me, man, when I read this. Ian's next tech tips, adjust mic levels, and if that doesn't work, <laughs> just stab it with a knife. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. 
BK Hobby said, uh, awesome, guys. That's a lot of episodes. Thanks. We must have looked at our uh, our number, 343. And Kyle Spiegels, or Spiels said, uh, Ian, this may sound like a stupid question, but could you explain what Discord is? I hear you talk a lot about it and have no idea what it is. LOL, cue the old person jokes. So what is what is Discord, Ian? Well, Discord is an app. Uh, trying to think of the best way to describe it. it it's an app to where you can do uh, like a, a voice chat lobby. You can do, uh, there's a lobby to text. There's many a channels that you can join on to. Uh, it's like I've got... Uh, obviously, I'm on the channel for Freefall RC, but there's channels for like different games, different groups that you can just jump into. <sighs> just it's like Ian's tech tip. It's like kind of true, but kind of half-ass, and kind of well, looking up some stuff. The, the short version for an old people like me would be just you can get on with a microphone and headphones and just talk to other. That's basically what we use it for. Yeah. But Originally, like Discord was a is a it's a it's a voice chat program used for gamers to create their own servers to create, you know, so they can go into chat rooms and talk while they're playing games and stuff. But it, it expanded to more of a social thing where now there's like not for video games only, but you know, there's servers for everything for any type of topic and yeah, and then genre. It's almost now. like a running chat for chat forum to it. Well, and that that I see Twitch users you. Yeah, you wouldn't know this by listening to Ian say I was on Discord, but what he's actually talking about is our Friday sim night where yeah. the folks chat on the Discord while they sim on their simulator together. So that's what he's actually talking about, even though he just says I was on Discord, which I realize would make no sense to most people. So hope yeah, that so it's, it um, a little. Well, you know what? What did they used to call that back in the day? They used to call it a party line where you pick yeah, up the phone team and speak, there'd be like, there'd line, be like yeah. 10 people on the phone. How old are you? Ancient. Back when they had party lines. You know when you know when dust Rotary was phone? mud? That's how old I am. <laughs> Rotary phone. Maybell, get me circle 519. I was yeah. going to say, did you pick up <laughs> the old. operator and she's plugging in cords into please? different plugs? Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Awesome. All right. <laughs> do we have any other Facebook comments? Yeah, uh, we didn't do the week before. There's a funny-ass comment there. Did we? Maybe we did. I don't think we did. Uh, let me look. The one with the McClellan's? Yeah. yeah. McClellan's Triple Tree Extravaganza. Yeah, I think we did because okay. I, said the, I said the same thing about weed. Right killed me when rob was like ian weed or meth <laughs> that was my favorite quote of that show <clears throat> yep poor ian and i talked to rob uh actually by this the way week. the answer is weed every day good lord yeah that good thing you're in healthcare so much take good thing you're in healthcare taking care of people <laughs> i mean i'd rather have someone smoking weed taking care of me than someone smoking meth taking care of me well yeah yeah just saying i would just rather to go to a different hospital. Um, <laughs> I spoke to Rob this week. He's he's doing really well. We chatted for a while, um, just about all sorts of different things, and uh, obvious things like 
Yeah, how much it costs the, those guys in diesel fuel to actually get to some of the events, you know, like thousands last of dollars. Year. Yeah, it's just like it was astronomical what he was telling. What he was what he's telling me. Yeah. But it was good chatting with you, Rob. I got to get on Discord one of these weekends and shoot the shit. And basically, uh, Kyle, what we do is we get in the same simulator session. So there's like eight helicopters flying around and then we're in the Discord. You don't have to join the sim session, uh, but it, it actually helped me out a lot. Got, you know, you, you're simming for two hours and you're talking and you're like, holy shit, I just simmed for two hours. And uh, it helped me out a lot. Yeah. And there's a, my, my there's real a link at the top of our Facebook page. Yeah. Oh an invite to the server thing. Huh? Cool. I have a feeling Kyle Wait. already knew all, all that was. He just wanted to give Ian some shit, but yeah, just trolling you. Know, I could be wrong. Yeah. All no right. surprise there. What else we got? I think that's it. Oh, we got Ian's meme here that I didn't oh, understand. Right. <laughs> Tell us your, your meme, Ian. Uh, I gotta look at it. All right. I'll, In the early two thousands, nitro prices thirty percent was roughly twenty five dollars per gallon. Nitro prices today, and there's a picture of Snoop Dogg. High as hell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally didn't get it when he put that up. I was like, "What the fuck is he talking about? What does Snoop Dogg have to do with nitro?" <laughs> yeah, I didn't get it. Either. But it's it's high. So okay. because he's high, look at his face. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it, it, it didn't make no but sense. But that's the me. Snoop Dogg. He's always high, so yeah, like it made no uh, yeah. sense. That's just what he looks like. So. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> but, yeah. All right. I think that's it. Cool. We had uh, in our visitor post just a couple mm-hmm. videos from Chris Rybert from the Northeast Model Helicopter Jamboree. Awesome. One with the fireworks. Nice. Go check those out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh let's see. Um website comments. Do we have anything there? Um I don't think so. Just the one that I forwarded you guys spoke about last Yeah, we week. did that last week. I don't think yep. we have anything new. Awesome. Uh people of Podbean? People of Podbean, there was three things this week. Uh Al eight in Robinson liked episode three forty two, McClellan's Triple Tree Extravaganza. Tim Tideback liked episode 329, Art of Owning a Nitro, and Moomoox Moomoox started following us. That's it. Ruma Ruma started following us. Awesome. All right. And uh, we do have an email, but it's, I mean, it's obviously a junk email, but I want to know who falls for this shit. It's yeah, a, read it. This is to notify you that some illegal activities are performed <gasps> through your social security number. Oh my gosh. It says attention. I, mean, I didn't know Freefall free had a social security number. <laughs> <laughs> it says attention freefallrc podcast gmail.com. This is to notify you that some illegal activities are performed through your social security number. Kindly contact our team support or you will lose your social security number. And it has a Wait, case you ID. Lose the social security number? <laughs> oh, has should, like should we call Social that Security Administration, like the emblem. Yeah, yeah. Who the you hell know what's gonna happen? Happen? So you Wait, I thought the only them. way you can lose your social security number is if you die. Yeah. <laughs> well, well. <laughs> You're going to call them and the who calls would, who, like who, who would call them and then it's like, yeah, this is 
you know, whatever. Freefall. Here's my, <laughs> what's your number? Oh, yeah, it's blah, 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 blah. Well, where do you live? Oh, yeah, I live, blah, blah, blah. Who would do that? That's ridiculous. Well, what happens is they want you to, <laughs> they want, they, they tell you you owe money, they get in your bank account or whatever, or they tell you you've overpaid or something. Uh, There's always a bank account. Sorry, that just struck and, me and as extremely they funny. The that, med- yeah. They manipulate the HTML and, and to make it seem like they're changing the numbers on your bank account. It's, the whole free fall is about to lose best- our social security number because apparently there's some illegal activities going on somewhere. The uh, best part about yeah. that is you're going to call and it's going to be, yes, hello, my name is Ralph. It's like, yeah, sure it is. John. Yeah. <laughs> All right, my name is sorry. John Smith. Sorry to interrupt. That just, that <laughs> I am from Pittsburgh, funny. Pennsylvania. You, you good? You good, yeah, Kevin? You done? Okay. Yeah. All no, right, I'm so never, moving back to. Never done. <laughs> <laughs> Moving back to people of Podbean, we do yeah. have some comments. Oh, yeah. All right, cool. Hear All right. So I want to read this one eight days ago because before that was 28 days ago, and I think we read that one. So mm-hmm. eight days ago, Fly Right RC says, another great show made a two hour drive fly by. And that's for nice. episode 342. Nice. Thanks. Triple three extravaganza. Yeah, thank you. Uh, and then the next are going to be, uh, wait, let me just count here. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven comments from Toad, ranging back from seven days ago, saying, well, I have been known to have my shares of issues. I've, I'm catching up, so I'm now on episode on the fibrous portion. But I have had the icon brain shut down on me due to firmware issues with the governor. The spirit hit a hot start on me due to an issue of compatibility with certain brand of receiver and a reception disconnect that brought the 500 down. The only, the only other bad failure was caused by me and a lack of Loctite, which caused the transmission of the 580 to eat itself. Oh, and... 70. Oh, and yeah, 570 itself, and oh, and back in the day. And that was for episode three. That was when we were working. talking about our electronics uh, problems that yep. quit working or whatever. So okay. he's referencing and those. And then um, right after that message, he listened a little bit more and he said, I had my channel assignment incorrect on the aileron, so the heli kept coming at me when I kept pushing the stick, but things got worse and I had. Just lifted off and it went down on the ground. Luckily for me, unluckily for the poor 380, that was a Beast X. I mean, that sounds like a, like a wiring or programming issue, not a Beast X going bad on you. I think this is all one comment. I think you wrote so much that it split it. Because, oh, back in the day, I had my comments ah, incorrect, blah, blah, blah. That was Beast X. Okay, so the next one. Gosh, things kept creeping back from long-term memory. Once I had a pitch, my pitch off balance significantly so that the heli would not stop flying towards the ground no matter how much pitch I applied. It was only a miracle crash as the heli came away so clean I was able to hover it again just to do a quick check. Kind of like you, Andy. Crash and then toss it back up. Exactly like me. Then after I got back home, I indeed... Corroborated zero damage. It was on my icon brain days. Oh, I'm just going to keep reading as these are one one post here or one paragraph per post. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and I was a victim of SRXL Spectrum brownout issue that was fixed after a firmware upgrade. My 570 died in the middle of a hurricane. Luckily, I'm not McGrady, so I didn't, I don't do, don't. Uh, do that much. Oh, so I don't do them at Mach 1, so the damage wasn't, was not catastrophic. I probably missed the deadline already if you recorded it on Tuesday. Uh, yeah, you did. Or from last Tuesday, I guess. But this is about a past episode anyway, so who cares? Hey, 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 hey. Remember the server failures on my 380 and 420? The servers would decide on its own to change its center for a few more degrees as if the gear slipped and re-engaged, causing a wobble and a crash. It only happened to one model of one brand. I have other servos of the same brand and different sizes that have survived crashes really well and work great. Guess it's me. <laughs> I keep getting confused that Heli Extravaganza is referred to Heli X because Heli X is current PC Heli Simulator. And then he said, I gained 10 pounds even though I ignored Andy's snack advice as I went on vacation to Mexico. <laughs> Face. Okay, and that was the last one from Toad. Okay. Thank you. And then Boogie, 10 hours ago, says, Finless Bob, I broke a lot of shit before finding his videos on Heli Freak. Yes. And and that is a good point you made, at, um, and Andy, mm-hmm. that like it would be good to go back to those videos and see if you have a better understanding of what they're talking about, you know, because you know more about stuff now. Did I say that? Did. Oh. That was wise of me. Yeah. And then, uh, and that was for episode 343, Be Inspirational. And then we have NWX, MWX. Um, nine hours ago, say, can you please add subtitles to Ian? <laughs> <laughs> that was episode for 343, Be Inspirational. Since he sure. couldn't hear you, he wanted subtitles. The subtitles would be, well, <laughs> um, you know... It would be this. Oh, wait, wait. I can't do this. Hold on, hold on. I'm um, going to have to turn this off here. I don't know how you do subtitles on a podcast. I mean, we could Absolutely. do it on YouTube, but... That's true. You can turn captions on YouTube for sure. Um, but if you wanted to, like... Captions on YouTube won't work for me. There's no way. <laughs> It'll understand what if I'm If you want to do captions for Ian, <clears throat> we could just do this. <laughs> or we could just do. For folks could. that can't see what I'm doing, we, is I'm holding a post-it pad that says work, Discord, and wrench. Right. We could have Kevin go back through and, and dub what Ian's saying. <laughs> it would be pretty easy because if you take out all the um, the you knows, and not the mentions, it's only a few <laughs> words you got to say. So right. it'd be pretty easy. <laughs> Take out the it's like the you know, and um, it'd be simple. Well, yep. Indeed. All right. It's a short show. What the hell, Andy? <laughs> all right. <laughs> That's all we have for people. Podbeam. Uh, do we have any iTunes review? We do not. Oh. Okay. So, drop us an iTunes review. We'll read the review on the next episode. Email us at free4c at gmail.com. Like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash free4c podcast. Um, yeah, check out our webpage, free4c podcast.show. Say hey to Chris. Hi, hey, Chris. Hi, Chris. 
All right. Flight Test Forums off the field, audio video production on the Flight Test Podcast, Free Farsi Podcast. Say hi to David Hill, a.k.a. Hill the Flyer. Hey, hi, David Hill. Hey, David. All right. Fellow podcasters, we got the Heliheads Podcast. Hi, uh, Heliheads. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bunch of dudes. Too many hosts. Uh, Maximum Collective Podcast. Hey, Maximum. Hey, Maximum. Hi, Collective. Yeah. Podcast. Uh, Telerotor Podcast. Hey, Cliff. Hey, and Rich. Cliff. Hey. And Rich. And Rich. Oh, and Rich. Hey, hey Telemoto. And Shaggy. All right. Skids up. Hey, Skids. Hey, oh, that's um, the other podcast. <laughs> that's the wrong podcast. Hey, Frank, Javier, Paul, and Darren. Yeah. Uh, and Reddit Down Under. Ozzy, Mozzie, and Jeff. I got to update these things. Houdini RC Heli Podcast. Rich, Kenny, and. Javier? Yeah. And Ian. Throw, throw him in. And Ian. What? <laughs> I'm right here. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who <laughs> are we going to trade, Ian? <laughs> no. Uh, RC Roundtable. <laughs> let's fit and Lee. Come on. Ian's our number one draft pick. Yeah. Uh, RC After Hours? We better get two people. I know. Right? Ian. RC After Hours with Andre. Park Flyer Podcast. With um, two mics and a J? Sure. Sure. RC Plane Labs? With Ron and Tom and J? It's like, <laughs> sure, I don't know. Probably. <laughs> All things that fly, if they, they're not done. They're not doing with, anything. With Lucian <laughs> Miller and Moose. Yeah. And, and Bill. Yeah. Um, don't forget to check out Bill Ann's YouTube channel. Check him out. Yeah, man. He got tons of that Urcha video. Mm. He's got tons of that YouTube cash coming in. What? Mm. what? Yeah, man. Like a whole $200. Mm. <laughs> like and subscribe. Mm. Yes. Don't forget to like, subscribe, ring the bell. Hashtag Bill in. <laughs> hashtag. Man, Bill paying you because that's a lot you just done for him right there. Hashtag. Hashtag. What the hell? That should be a hashtag. No, it's, it's different. It's hashtag. What? Oh, I can't even do it now. It's too late. What <laughs> the right. hell? What the hell? Okay. Anyway, thanks for our listeners. Free our skies, and we'll see you next time. Bye. See you next time. Thanks, Bye, guys. Everybody. Bye, everybody. Take care. Hey, free fall guys. What's up? How y'all doing? Oh, hey guys, uh, I gotta move along pretty quick. Oh, he started hey, out free quiet. Fall guys. What's up? How y'all doing? Hey guys, uh, I gotta move along pretty quickly. Got a lot to say tonight. I uh, met with Kevin at the local. Hey, free fall guys. What's up? What's up? Hey guys, uh, I gotta move along pretty quickly. Got a lot to say. <laughs> oh, move along pretty quickly. I got a lot to say. Funny how that's he the only thing he, he can he talk fast, but that's like the literally the only thing he does <laughs> in a hurry. Oh, shit. <laughs> we had the same thought, didn't we, Kevin? We did. We definitely did. <laughs> he's he's coming up on. Uh, has he been retired a year now? No. When the hell did he retire? 
No, I think he April? is coming up on a year. Oh, April. That's right. I thought it was supposed to be September. So he's talking about after a year, he can actually come back to the job and get like a, if we're hiring. And he, they keep talking about me being the manager of the AV department and hiring me one uh, person. And he's like, oh, you know, I'm going to apply for that job. And I'm gonna like, <laughs> I was like, dude, You're no. Like, no way. Well, I need to get you shit get done. Anything I done. can't. Yeah, it can't. It can't be like, well, you know, I didn't get anything done today, but that's okay. <laughs> no, it's not okay. <laughs> boy, we got a lot of comments on your audio, Ian. Oh, boy. Everybody hated it. And I tried boosting it There's up. There's nothing so. you can do. I didn't think it was actually that bad. I listened to it. And it really wasn't that bad. I mean, it wasn't great, but it wasn't. It was terrible. It wasn't that bad. No, Ian was terrible. Well, I mean, it, I it was we, bad, I but you could it hear him. Me. I do. I, okay. Well, he said it like several times in the episode. I was texting him, too. Even if yeah. you're getting out there, it has like saying like, like, like your, your mic is not right. You need to go in there and set your settings. Change your games, blah, blah, blah. And the whole episode is like, like I can't, I could barely hear. It's like talking you. to a brick wall. <laughs> no, I thought he was like talking like the boom or something. Maybe it wasn't close to my mouth or whatever. So, but yeah, I don't the know. same thing as your audio being low. <laughs> right. I was just I trying to. Why is that I was just trying to come up with ways to boost it up. I was like, maybe it's too far from his mouth. I assumed it was his settings because he updated the computer. No, at eight fifteen. The actual computer. That's right. Yeah, had an update. I might uh, not make it next week, by the way. I hope to be in the okay. cornfield. Like, I probably will make it. I'm just saying I, it it could happen. Ian will have to take be, my place. Ian will be the child of the corn. Hey, now. There you go. Got to do it. Got to talk. Hey got, now got to do I've a little deeper. Got, oh, yeah, hey, well, now. Hey, there you go. Rob Walsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That's what I should do for my, um, like when I take throttle hold off, I should go, hey, now. Like, hey, hey now. now. Here yeah. we go. <laughs> uh, just hey, now. Hey, now. Don't I know, but it would be when I start flying, hey, now. And then I take I need off. one that says, oh, you got lucky with that switch. <laughs> <laughs> You make all the other switches say, "Not this one, not this not one, that one. Yeah. not that one." This one. Wrong. When you hit throttle, Wrong. hold. It goes. Got lucky with that one. No tech tip. No tech tip. No tech tip. Oh, I've man. been so busy this week. I haven't even thought about it. Oh man. I know. What the hell, man? You guys hear that? What the fuck is that? Sounds like a squeaky toy. It is. A freaking new dog. That's a squeaky toy. You got a new dog? Yeah. Kick kick that dog, dog for me and touch shut up. I'm just going to take the squeaky toy away from it. No, Sorry, you, girl. I want you to kick it. Tuesday night is podcast night. Yeah, train, train your dog to be quiet on Tuesday night. Yeah. I don't know what happened to the old dog. Now, if Steve was Chinese, I'd be talking. You know, dog missing? I don't know. Something's going on over there. So, I've been packing up this uh, XL Power, Kevin. 
right? And I've got a problem. Oh. <laughs> you mean I, I've got a problem? No, I have a problem. <laughs> I have completely lost the blade bolts. They're still in the bag, but I have looked through this entire house, so I'm missing the main blade bolts and the tail blade bolts, and I think it might have come with spacers. So I've got to order those and just ship them straight to you because I don't know where the fuck they went, but they are not in this house. That's all right. Dude. And it I makes no sense. So <laughs> I'm not going to sell you a heli with no bolts to go with it. I'm going to probably have to order a crash kit anyways. For no, that. I'll send them to you. I'm just saying I've wasted two days trying to find the freaking, I got everything else. I took all my electronics out. I got, you know, all the parts that go with it, canopy mounts and everything. Some of the stuff, I've just loosely put together like all the motor mount stuff that I had to take apart. It's just right. So, cause you have to take that apart anyway to put your motor in. You'll have yeah, to lock tight yeah. it when you reassemble it. So everything that yeah. wasn't lock tight, I have took and taken apart and dry assembled and put in a separate bag. So it should go together okay. back together pretty easy, but son of a bitch, if I can find the damn blade bolts, you sure I, they're not in the boom. <laughs> I didn't look. <laughs> Were you like, shit? Oh, man. You sure they're not in there? <laughs> How'd they end up in the tail boom in a plastic bag? I don't know where they went, dude. It, it makes no sense. That's how I wish I was. I actually feel like I'm older than you, Kevin. The shit. The one guy at the office said, You're the youngest old guy I know. Mm. I was like, All right, I'll, I'll take that. Tima says, you probably acted like an old guy since you were in like grade school. <laughs> yeah, probably kind of. <laughs> You're a little kid running around grouching like an old man. Maybe. Is there any I more told news? You stay off that lawn. With your brown socks. With your brown socks. I almost took a picture of a guy at Walmart. He was an old guy, and he was had the shorts on, and he had. No, they were black, but they were like up to his knees. I was like, you gotta be kidding me, dude. I wanted to punch him. I wanted to just walk up behind him. Why you him gotta be like, so violent? So mean just because he's wearing socks. Who cares what he's wearing? Yeah. What what I'm difference just, is it to you? Well, it's not with, with Walmart. It's such a fence. Mm. Such personal offense for someone wearing whatever they want to wear. He really, is, just, he really gonna, is an old man. <laughs> just gonna all I was gonna do was bitch punch him and run away. I was like he's <laughs> eighty five and I was gonna stand <laughs> behind him and hit him. Didn't they make a game like that? I was gonna lay him out into like the potato chips, potato chips at the end of the aisle. Is it? <laughs> Old man. Sounds, Sounds like a good way to get shot. Honestly. Yeah. In Florida. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Punch some old guy, and my luck, he'd be some grizzly old fuck, and he'd yeah. take the hit and then knock me out. My luck, it would be Mike D, and he'd turn around and shoot me like yeah. eighteen times before I hit the freaking ground. <laughs> Seven times in like one hole. <laughs> yeah. Seven. Yep. Uh, shock group is pretty good. 